Hi there, friends. I have seen the latest MCU film, a multiverse of misleading expectations that have apparently upset a lot of people, but I'm not one of them. All right, we're here to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, amongst other things that we're going to do today here uh, on the Fake Nerd Podcast, episode 282. I am Sparks Witty. I am Brandon T. McClure. I oh. am Ben Magnet. And I am Ryan Eliopoulos. Thanks for joining us today. Not true. <laughs> I thought I was Brandon T. McClure. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, shoot. My whole okay, life has been a lie. Identity. Oh, okay. I'll be, I'll be Dr. Strange. Listen, guys, we can't get into any of this madness too early on the podcast. It's way too early for that. That's <laughs> true. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome to Sunday, the Lord's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, Happy yeah. Mother's Day. Also yeah. that. I so didn't realize that. What a week for mothers. Yes, you're right. Across across the board, representation we're talking about kinds. the very upsetting politics of our country. Oh, oh yeah. That the... uh, what a week for mothers. Yeah. True. Very I true. Forgot about... Text you know what? I forgot about that bit. That bit sucks. It's true, yeah. The world sucks. Our country sucks. But let's talk about comics. Yes, we had, there is yeah. some there is some positivity in the world and it involves dead men. Um, I've got I've got links for you guys. Should Ooh. you want to visit them, I have links in the description for our beautiful, wonderful audience. Hello, audience. Looking looking yeah. good. As always, my screen rant work is linked below. Are you okay, Sparks? This yeah, diet that. coke tastes weird, man. Yeah, it's because it's diet. It's because <laughs> no, it's diet. I mean, like I mean, like weirder than. Ugh. Because it's weird. diet zero. You sure it's not the the Cheeto brand? What? Ew. I don't want to take. No. We're gonna set Listen, Mountain aside. Mountain Dew, uh, maybe, but Cheeto, don't be crazy. Come on. No, no. I was go. I was going somewhere with the the former president of the United States. I don't call him by name. I call him the Cheeto. Oh, I don't. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know how he used to drink diet. Coke See, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know anything about that man by choice. And like, I resent the fact that you have used a food product that is delicious to represent the most hated man in America. Ooh. Oh no, the food product is great. I'm, I'm upset good. with you. I am upset. You time anyway, out. Anyway, ben? Ma- anyway, Mountain Dew is really good. Ben is on timeout for now. So- sorry, <laughs> Ben. I have power too. Okay. Not so Illuminati. <laughs> we have links in the description. We have, I'll let you talk. We do have links. Um, we have uh, my screen rant work, obviously, is linked below. Um, re- related to today's topic, I did a Young Avengers uh, list. That's up now. There's an Incredible Hulk list um, up. There's a Star Trek Picard. Star Trek Picard ended uh, this week. I did a Easter egg list for Screen Rant. Uh, you can find all of those links below um, at the my author page on Screen Rant. Um, I also did... Um, Two other, actually three other pieces. It was a busy week for me. Um, I did a Jurassic World piece um, where I talk about uh, a very strange thing that Colin Trevor Trevorrow said about uh, the Gigantosaurus. The uh, where Terrible he called name. it. Well, I mean that's its name. It's I. It's, it's real or not? It's bad. <laughs> um, it, so, and he described it as his movie's Joker, which I thought was strange, and I yeah. just kind of. It's a that, it's an animal. The dinosaur wants to watch the world burn. So I I wrote about why I thought that was weird. I talk about kind of like the the struggles that the Jurassic Park franchise has been having having since Jurassic Park three, uh, to have a quote unquote villain dinosaur. Um, that's all in that piece that I wrote. Um, pretty happy with how that one turned out. I also wrote about the 
a surprise casting of the first captain of the USS Enterprise, Robert April. Um, we, we, we now know that um, all three captains of the Enterprise will be in Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Robert April being the one from the animated series, hmm. which is not canon. Now but not, it is. But not Archer. Archer is a hundred years ago. He's dead. Right. But, but that's not captain. No, uh, oh, sorry. Archer <laughs> is the captain of the NX-01. Yes, the first ship to have the name Enterprise. <laughs> that is Archer. <laughs> Kirk's Enterprise, the 1701, uh-huh. had two captains prior to Captain Kirk. Robert oh. April. Robert April and Christopher Pike. Is it Scott Bakula? Is that what the guy who was? Yes. Scott Bakula. Was Scott Bakula Eraser. <laughs> uh, he's a hundred years ago. He's dead. So I, don't um, know. I feel like it's a real quantum leap to forget about him, but sure. Oh, I like. Nope. It. Hey, there is a ship named the USS Archer because he actually became the president of the Federation. So, well, there. That's, see, that's awesome. I'm really glad that they can acknowledge men of a certain age. I don't know any other Scott Bakula properties. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's it for me too. <laughs> Oh, he's in that. He's in that. Um, he's in that. Um, Kevin Spacey movie. No, he isn't. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can also I talk to my buddy Chuck. I mean, I what are you? you? What are you? Is he on Chuck? Is he in Chuck? <laughs> uh, you got to chuck him out of this conversation. Am I right? All right, that's it. That's three. I had my three. Um, rule of three. Um, so, so, so Robert April has been cast. The kind of the controversy, just to explain the piece, is that he was cast as a black man. And he is was introduced as a white man in the in the animated series, the animated series. Ah! Ah! The, yes, that happened. The animated series, however, is not canon. Elements from that show have been established to be canon, but the show itself is not. So this is technically the first canonical appearance of Robert April. Interesting. Um. So I so I write that. So I, I kind of write about know, like. Do you know why the animated series isn't canon? Do we not have time for this? No, we do. Gene Roddenberry hates it. Okay, that's like it. That's it. The creator's like, no. Nah. He he hated it. He wanted it stricken from the canon. Um, and all that's in the piece. If you wanna, if you wanna read more about it, I do. Okay, well it's there. All right, I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote the longest piece I've ever written. I have been, as you know, if you've been following me, I've been writing a series called Revisiting the Infinity Saga, and uh, about. <laughs> five articles in i realized you know there's a lot of other stories i want to tell about the infinity saga about marvel cinematic universe just in general so i decided to create what i call interludes so every 10 i write an interlude so this is the first interlude um and it was about the defender saga um i really wanted to give them their their due so i wrote a, a four page long essay on their history um how, why i feel like they are actually important to the canon of the mcu the controversy of like whether or not they are and what they're not like what jeff Loeb thought what kevin feige thought and you know kind of like going through that that whole thing um really really enjoyed writing that piece the reason why i've been taking the, the two week long break was because it took me two weeks to write that piece um so that, that's finally up now and then next week will be uh 39 back to back to the infinity saga um so yeah I'm That's really, all my stuff. I'm really glad looking back a few years ago to see you come come full around. Like, you know, actually, it's important to the MCU. God damn it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like uh, over the years, uh, over the years, and it was just solidified with like with what's what happening in Phase Four. That I was just like, you know, these the 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 thing is, even if the shows were like erased from canon, even Kev, even I always felt like even if Kevin Feige was like, you know what, they're not canon. We're gonna just we're gonna just erase these. 
I think the the moment in time where we had four MCU shows on Netflix was a very important moment. And yep. I wanted to give that it's I wanted to just give that space to to do it. And I think I did a good job. So I I am in agreement. Good job. Oh, thank you. I mean, I didn't um, read it yet, but I'm glad you did it. Oh, OK. Um, now, Ben. Yeah. You had an OSG article that you did not promote at all this week. Yeah, awesome. I did. Yeah, totally, that totally, I totally oh, forgot about that. Uh, yeah, about yeah, I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, pretty much, it's it's all about why Sonic fans are mad right now. I mean, yes, we we're getting Sonic Origins, which is great, but of course, Sega is. We talked about this at length. Uh, I want to say a week or two weeks ago on the show, so I won't get into much of it. But once again, just me extrapolating and and brought and I don't know, I don't know another adjective for what it means to broaden a topic but it's just me talking a little bit more about why sega fans and sonic fans are mad because sega is just saying hey here's these bs things that we're counting as dlc which shouldn't be dlc but they are dlc and yeah people are pissed off and mad about it so that's why as is the internet as um, is the internet yes go back to what i just talked about with robert april um <laughs> Man, people are so upset about that. They're like the wrong people were upset about it. And I was of just course. like, of it's course. not canon, guys. Shut the up. It's always the wrong people. Two two sci-fi shows people. casting black actors this week and getting the internet all riled up. Wow. Um and Ben, mm-hmm. two episodes from Grayson Live dropped yep. this week for Super oh, Mario yeah. 3D World. Yep, Super Mario 3D. That's on his channel. You can go check it out, especially the first one's very funny because he decides to poke the bear. You want to know yes. what that is? Just go ahead and watch the episode. I know Brian knows because I know he watched it. I did watch it. Um, it. It is 15 minutes of you being upset about a sports thing. It was quite funny. Oh, is it? Yes. No, no don't tell him that. Make him watch it. Um. Uh, yeah, okay. That's all of the personal links. Oh, there's, um, my uh, episode was uh, Lack of Genius isn't in there? Shoot! Oh, I forgot about your episode of Lack ah, of Genius. Hot dog! promote it now yes. by the time by the time the the you won't get it live but once it's i'll put it up when we're done all right so i was a guest host on a, the lack of genius podcast i was a um a guest on their show once before where i quizzed the hosts kevin and john on retro video games this time i quizzed them on super mario brothers you can go find them on anywhere you can listen to podcasts or you even on youtube they have a youtube channel now look it up and uh, it's Lack of Genius podcast, and I quiz them on Super Mario Bros. It's a great time, and I can't wait to go back. They're they're really cool dudes. It was a really fun episode. I really enjoyed it. It's Mario time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's all the personal links uh, in the description. And Sparks, you worked your ass off this week. You got your life settled. You got things straight straightened out. You're 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 running you're running on on a bad diet soda, um, and you put up three episodes of our Fake Nerds Watch series. One for Moon Knight, which is episodes four and five. Um, and then two separate episodes for Star Trek Picard, episodes eight and nine. Yep. Hell yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Thanks, bud. Getting getting back to the groove. Woo! Yeah. I uh, really appreciate that. Uh, episode six of Moon Knight is recorded and will be up soon. Uh, and episode 10 of Star Trek Strange New uh, Sorry. Star Trek Picard, episode 10, will be up soon. And with the first think- episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds will be up soon. I think this is the best moment for me to bring this up that like one of the things I'm doing for the editing internship I'm doing is that I edit like this TikTok pop culture show. Um, and they recently discussed anticipating the release of Dr. Strange mm-hmm. and in it, they're like doing this blurb where they like, they do a brief description of it. And they say like, 
uh, Wanda Maximoff and Stephen Strange have to deal with the fallout effects from Spider-Man No Way Home. And I was like, <laughs> is it though? That's, that's not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how they just get people in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely like running off just that No Way Home post-credit scene, which I'm like, I guess that's fair. It does it does lead you to believe that's what's going to happen. Um, it was just interesting, like the the concept of like, and then one of them was talking about like, that's my most anticipated thing because they talk about like a few things are that are happening this week, and it's like that's my most anticipated thing because I just need to know what happens next. I'm like, these are not nerds; these are young twenty two year old ladies um, who like are not in the nerd culture, but they are in the MCU culture. It was just very very interesting to watch that kind of different spectrum of excitement. Anyway, yeah. So I guess they're Cassie casuals then. Well, no, they would still be nerds if they're into the MCU. Mm, okay right yeah you can yeah. be hardcore into the mcu yeah, yeah you all right. there's so just not a lot there yeah that's all the links below uh check out all those um really happy with a lot of those most of those all of those i don't know why it's whatever who wants to go first the week i'll do it first of all i just i just realized that this little pumpkin skeleton guy i have he has a green cloak and the cloak's a green screen so he <laughs> can just he can talk to strange away i think that's great um I didn't do a lot this week besides trying to stream, and most of those streams had some type of technical difficulty, which was frustrating, but, you know, you learn how to get over these things by doing them, so, you know, it's nice to, to learn. Uh, I played, for Star Wars Day, may the 4th be with you, I played Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, which came out in 2004. I played that game religiously as a kid. Uh, that was back when... That's the time period where I was so in love with Star Wars, where I was in a clan for Star Wars Battlefront 2 and for Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. And that's when I wrote fan fiction on StarWars.net uh, and replaying the story of that game. It like it reverted me like back to my childhood. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I remember exactly what to do for every single one of these levels like like that. It's just like because I did it so many times. Uh, I won't talk about it that much. There is one great level where you crash land on Tatooine and there's no there's no combat in it. Uh, you are trying to uh, fix your ship and there's sandworms trying to kill you the entire way. Anytime you step on sand, they come and eat you. So you have to uh, you have to parkour your way around, get different ship parts from like a scrapyard and then come back to your ship and fix it. And I'm like, that's a really fun mission. That has like no combat. You know, you see people like running around getting eaten by sandworms. Really good stuff. Um, I played uh, some Fortnite with with my friends i don't think i played any fortnite with you ben i did play some Elden ring with you but we could talk about that later um i played some stanley parable which is a really really cool narrative driven uh, uh how do i describe this um it's a game where it gives you multiple choices at all times and there's a narrator trying to tell the story of stanley and it's like stanley walked through the left door and there's two sets of doors and if you go through the right door he's like well, that's not part of the story, Stanley, is it? And it's one of the most, <laughs> truly one of the most unique, fun games. Like, it won a bunch of awards when it came out, like, a couple years ago. And it got a PS5 remaster with a bunch of new content. Uh, I'm going to stream it some more. This is one of the few times where I'm like, you guys should watch this, watch my my YouTube videos of it. Because uh, I know you're not going to play it. But you should see what type of game this is. At least the first one, because it's truly hilarious. Uh, don't watch the first video, because the sound doesn't work on it. And I'm just going to replay the thing again. <laughs> um, but it's so fun. And it's such a, such a fun game. It's type of thing, like, I wish we could all do a Let's Play of it together. It's like that kind of game i wish we could all do um but you know we can't do that uh but it's a lot of fun um and then i played oh i don't remember what else i played uh lots of elden ring i played lots of elden ring that's about it i'm still playing elden ring um i almost started a new character but then i went back to my 160 hour character and i'm like what if i went this way and then there was something new so you know that game never ends uh that's me goodbye oh i saw dr strange bye <laughs> who wants to go next 
I'll go. All um, right. I didn't have a lot. Uh, I'm still in the background, kind of like absorbing Clone Wars while listening to more Civilized Age podcasts. So that's something like in my downtime I'm doing. Oh yeah. Um, I've rewatched four episodes of Moon Knight thanks to watching it with the roommates. Um, I I actually got one more thing, and it's because of it's because of Sparks who got it from me. But I have now actually started listening to Auntie Donna's podcast. Uh, they are thirty minute episodes; they're very easy to get through. Um, they record them an hour like hours long at a time. So like by episode five, they're just like incoherently rambling. And the whole thing about the podcast is they can never stop. They're always yes handing. They truly just don't stop. And like they actually start going crazy. And they're like, "Is this even good anymore? Are we even funny?" Um, <laughs> legitimately one of the funniest things i've ever listened to in my life um and i'm on episode like 18 of 300 so i'm just like really excited to see where like 100 episodes just how like how chaotic it gets uh really 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 good yeah anti donna oh brandon brandon if you want like a quick pick me up literally every episode will will fuck you up for real yeah (laughs) for Um, real i'm into that hell yeah it's a good time for sure. Um, I've listened to also a little bit more of that as well. Um, I did watch the What If Doctor Strange episode um, before seeing this one. And I'm going to highlight it just to say, like, I think that episode is actually, it like, because we didn't know for sure, it does end up, I think, being crucial to Multiverse of Madness, just not in the way we anticipated, because I think... I believe more and am more invested in Steven and Christine's love because of that episode, not because of the original Dr. Strange film. I think that does that episode does a lot of the work to make it. So when I get to him at him in the beginning of multiverse of madness, I'm like, and they're dropping the stuff about him and Christine. I'm clued in already because of that episode more than I am even the original film. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, Oh, that's kind of nice. Cause like, I think it, it did that which is not the thing that we expected the episode to really like feed into the movie with, but, but I do think it actually ends up being kind of like you are benefited a lot by having that in your back pocket. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really happy to do that. Uh, I started watching the bad batch again. Cause I'd like to actually get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. I still need to do that. So I'm, I just, I just started that. I haven't put a lot of time into it. I haven't had a ton of free time this week. Um, so it's been it's only been available in bursts. Um, yeah. There's only one other thing I did. Uh, uh, Brandon, I was going to say, uh, I thought it was really exciting to see that um, Melanie Scrifano was uh, from Winona Earp was playing a captain in Strange New Worlds. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Captain Patel. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That's my you way of letting you know that I watched bitch. Strange New Worlds. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> I watched yes. the pilot episode of Strange New Worlds. Did you love it? I did. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, baby. I, I'm gonna watch it soon. Uh, yeah. Uh, Captain Patel's. Uh, I've never heard of her, but she she seems cool. Yeah, I I really liked that she was there. I was like, that's that's Winona Earp. Well, that's nice. <laughs> Pike's Pike's beautiful beard. Yeah, that's this that's big a lot. big scruffy beard. Big bushy bear. Anson Mount doing his best. Kurt Russell. Anson Mount, there's a bit where Anson Mount is clearly having a good time. There's a bit where they get captured and he's just like, take me to your leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun episode. I, I thought it was a good good premiere episode. I didn't feel like I was left out of the loop uh, by not watching the episodes that involved them from Discovery. Mm-hmm. I was actually curious about that because watching it a second time, Zara was a little confused. So I was wondering if people would be 
having not watched Discovery. They explain the events clearly enough. I mean, it does make me curious because I don't have full understanding, but like yeah. we did a thing. It it was a big wormhole. Other planets saw it, and now we affected their timetable for evolution. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's I don't fair. need to know more than that. And what a cool, what a cool way to do a first contact story that I've never seen before in Star Trek, where it was just like we accidentally gave them warp travel and they turned it into a bomb. So we actively have to stop stop the species from destroying themselves because it's our fault. For sure. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I like that upset a lot. Can't wait yeah. to watch it again. Anyway, that's all I have for the week. Cool. Uh, why don't I go next? Because I because you said Star Trek Strange New Worlds. That's one of the things I did this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, if you don't mind, I know normally no, I go for it. Um, yeah, Star Trek Strange New Worlds was very good. I was very impressed with it. It kind of brought back a lot of humor that I think has been missing. Not specifically like, like Lower Decks has its like Lower Decks brand of humor, um, but it's very much like heightened through we are a comedy. Um, and Star Trek Strange New Worlds kind of brings back the lighthearted um, adventure story uh, type humor that the original series had, that the next generation had mm-hmm. that I, I really appreciate it. Just kind of modernizing it for like a more modern audience. Um, it was brisk. It's very much the show you want. It's, it's, it's a, it's story. It's, it's like a mystery of the week or story of a week or whatever. Um, they got a, not the barely an action scene. Wonderful. Good Star Trek. Very happy with it. I love the cast so much. Is, is Uhura on it? She is. She's a cadet in this. I'm watching that show. And you know what? So there's a character in the show. I've I've been tweeting about this nonstop, but there's a character on Star Trek original series that I really actively dislike. I think she's horribly written. And I don't think it's a problem with the actress. It is just the fact that Nurse Chapel, who Mm -hmm. is Bones is Dr. McCoy's like nurse in the sick bay. She is only ever her plot lines are only ever. Oh, Spock, I love you. Why don't you ever love me, Spock? That's her plot lines. And I hate, I, she's so frustrating. I, I actively dislike that character. They have completely overhauled the character for Strange New Worlds. It's the most drastic change of a character they've made. And it's, for, it's so much better. She is such a much more engaging character. She's a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Um, I was, I, I, she's like my standout. Outside that. of Anson Man, who I just love. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, really happy with it. Can't wait for the next episode. So down. Keeping the, I guess, in Star Trek out, Star Trek Picard also ended this week. The last episode of Star Trek Picard. Uh, I I'm not going to talk a lot about it because I'm going to have a um, fake nerds watch with Cookie. Um, but all in all, I think this season was much better than the first. It was a it was a big improvement. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I really love. There's a lot of stuff that they do to like try to normalize mental health, um, like depression and anxiety that I've greatly appreciated. The ending had me sobbing. I just kind of wish the back half of the season was structured better. It does kind of get into like, okay, well we, there's a thing in serialized storytelling that I, the, the way I prefer serialized storytelling is that you set up a mystery in the beginning. And then throughout the episodes, you are given pieces of that puzzle uh, so that the audience is kind of along with them because the characters are constantly engaging with the mystery and trying to figure out what's happening or why this is happening. Star Trek Picard does that to a point when it's all of a sudden it's like, okay, why is this happening? Three episodes later, we are just given the answer. And that, that was, a, that was to me a mistake because I think they just kind of, maybe the pandemic 
whatever rejiggered some stuff. It was just kind of unfortunate that I don't think it quite ended as strong as it began. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Still really liked it though. Um, much, much better than the first season, but we're losing a lot of characters for the next season. Well, they got all those original characters coming back. That's true. But I was, I was still hoping I'm so excited for that, but like, I was hoping that we wouldn't lose the new characters because yeah. I like them uh, in favor of, yeah. but you know, it's fine. It's a big old cast. It's a big cast. It's true. Um, and because of because of Star Trek Strange New Worlds uh, introducing Robert April I realized I had never seen the animated series um, I've seen like maybe an episode but I, I was a kid and I didn't quite like it so this week I started watching the anime series from the beginning it's really good <laughs> like oh, yeah? it's it's super hokey um, it's I can totally tell why Gene Roddenberry was like no this sucks and I was like you know what? Honestly, if you look at it as a lens of like, this is a good animated show, it's terrible. But it's it, it's got such charm and it's very low budgetness. Mm-hmm. Um, the humor, it, it, it's very funny because it is it, it, it is not taking itself even as seriously as like Star Trek did. Like they knew they were making a kid's show. Like kids were going to watch this. And so they made it lot, like a lot more, like a lot goofier. <laughs> so they're slightly homoerotic too because there's a bit where like kirk and spock get hit with like a love potion um and it's and it's in the episode is like spock you're my best friend i would do anything for you captain you're my best friend like and like they're like at their arms around each other and they're like uh, are they gonna kiss oh my they look like they're gonna kiss oh my there's a really funny episode with tribbles um all the triple episodes of star trek have been great this one is no exception um, there is one the the, the a, a recurring bit where like these tribbles don't reproduce they just kind of get bigger so as they eat they just keep getting bigger and bigger and so Kirk walks over to his chair kicks a trip like brushes a triple off his chair sits down a little later a little later in the episode Kirk walks over his chair brushes a bigger triple off the, like like slightly bigger off his chair comes back like later in the episode goes back to the goes back to the chair the triple is now huge and he just like shoves it off the, off the chair and then sits down. And then the final one is the best because it's just like, he goes to, he goes to his chair and Spock's like, aren't you going to sit down captain? And Kirk's standing next to the biggest triple. Like it's as big as him. And he's just like, you know, I think I'm going to stand. (laughs) (laughs) And I just really liked that. It's cute. Um, Yeah. Really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's good to kind of get back to like, hokey sci-fi like it's super like star trek even in the 80s started to like lose sight of like the more kind of fantastical 60s elements of like yeah there's gods in space and uh they can and like giant green hands and abraham lincoln like that's all gone in 80s Mm sci-fi but like going back to that is a lot of fun there's a certain charm to that kind of like uh, everything in the kitchen sink sci-fi oh yeah i agree um, what's next? I watched Crush earlier today. I watched a movie called Crush. Um, that we talked about the trailer. That's the girl from Girlmates World. I forget Rowan Blanchard. Rowan Blanchard. Yeah, and um, Ali Cavajo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Moana. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we watched the trailer for that recently. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was excellent. Um, it's very funny. It's very charming. The characters are all very likable. Um. It might be one of my favorite movies of the year. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, it's a movie. Oh. I thought it was a show. No, it's a movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, Rowan Blanchard is great. Um, 
forgive me, what's her name, uh, Sparks? Ali Cavajo. Yeah, she's great. Um, I, yeah, just thoroughly impressed by it. Nice. Um, uh, I, I, I think Sparks especially would, would, would enjoy it, but I think we all, I think all of you would get some sort of enjoyment out of it. It's a lot of fun. Highly recommend. Um, hey guys, the Sam Raimi movie came out this week. I don't know if you know this. So I did two things. One thing I watched Doctor Strange. I haven't seen the first, I haven't seen the first film in a while. So I watched the original Doctor Strange to kind of just kind of refresh on the events of it because he's been in like four movies since. Um, Spoiler alert, there's not a lot of not a lot jumping over from Doctor Strange to Doctor Strange 2. Just um, the one surgeon guy. <laughs> just that guy. <laughs> uh, but you know what? There's actually two. There's the there's the like there's the like uh, thing that she puts the 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 candle in and like explodes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's that's in the first film. In the first film, Doctor Strange like points that at Caselius and Caselius like you have no idea how to use that, right? It's like right. no, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, so you know that was cool. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know I, hey, let me tell you, I was like, man, this is a good movie, and then I saw the second one. Um, <laughs> but I still really like that movie. I think it's I think it's a good time. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is good as Doctor Strange. I I forgot how inventive the final act of that movie was, where it's all a battle going in reverse. Um, I completely forgot about that, and that was that was really cool to see again. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I watched Darkman. I haven't seen it in years, so I was just like, "I'm gonna watch Darkman. That movie rules." If 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 I were to get a tattoo of one Sam Raimi movie, it would be Darkman. Yeah, I really like that movie. I liked it when I first saw it too. Um, this is Liam Neeson starring as an original Sam Raimi superhero um, that he created. I got some backstory real quick. Sam yeah. Raimi, big fan of The Shadow, tr- desperately tried to get the rights to make the shadow movie uh, and he couldn't because there was already another shadow movie with Alec Baldwin are happening yeah. around the same time. So he's like, instead of doing that, I'm just going to do what I want. And I think he made a way better movie than the shadow. Yeah. He, he can certainly come out being like, it's better than the shadow. Yeah. Uh, Dark man is so good. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my there's, God. there's some great prosthetic work with Liam Neeson in the burned face. Um, that's such a cool concept too. the idea of like, he just like puts a different face on and changes his voice and he becomes like the bad guys he's trying to fight. Uh, 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 mild spoilers for, for Dr. Strange too. Uh, Benny D is definitely doing dark man voice in some of the parts of this movie. Yes. <laughs> um, there's a, um, also evil Ash. Those, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. because the, like the Sam Raimi has this thing where he like puts them in the process. Like, they're always going to talk like this. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, so like evil, evil Ash and Army of the an Army of the Dead is just like, oh, we're gonna get you, Ash. Um, Sa- Sally Fort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then oh, he's Charlie Fort. Charlie, <laughs> I forgot about that. Hey guys, Army of the Dead, Army of Darkness, excellent movie. Army of the Dead, it's a fine, fine movie. Fine no, movie. Or no Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, excellent movie. Dark Man, also excellent movie. If you want to watch a, a weird, fun, stylistic uh, Sam Raimi superhero film. Uh, it's it's really cool. I really like that one. Also, uh, it's not in the news because it's not real news, but Sam Raimi said like he would love to make another Dark Man. So like he just put that in the air after making like a huge blockbuster. So he like, can't do that to me. I'm just saying, Sam, you say those words. So there are two sequels to Dark Man already with Arnold Vosloo. They're, they're straight TDVD and they're both terrible. I have a yeah. Dark Man trilogy set. Me too. Man, Arnold's cool. never put in that. Never put in that second that second movie. I've always watched the first one. 
Although the uh, last thing on Darkman, the third movie's called Die Darkman Die, and that's an awesome title. Bad that's movie. Bad um, movie. So Arnold Vosler took over from Liam Neeson because they couldn't afford Liam Neeson. But it's so weird because like Bruce Campbell is at the end of the movie. He's like as Darkman. He's the cameo. He's in every Raymond movie, man. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Well, it's, he's in it because specifically because Sam Raimi w- w- wanted Bruce Campbell as Darkman, but the studio wanted Liam Neeson. Yeah, it's, I still a good choice. Yeah, really like that movie. Um, K, and then I watched. Okay. I read. I read. I, I read Original Sin. Hmm. The uh, uh, Jason Aaron event, Mike Diodato, um, that kind of bridged. I mean, it's not really a Thor event, but it is important to the Thor story, which is why I read it, because it's where he became unworthy. Um, I really enjoyed that event. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, the, I always kind of knew some of the big reveals uh, just because I worked at a comic book store when that book was coming out. Um, and so like old Nick Fury coming back and being like, yeah, I was I've always just been an old man or that's not necessarily what it is. But like he's always like everyone's been a life model decoy around him. That's the thing. Every Nick Fury that we've ever seen for the past like 20 years has been a life model decoy, even yeah. like the main one. And that was that's really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a cool event. Um, I recommend it. And then I read the Thor tie in, which is collected in Loki Agent of Asgard, which is original sin 5.1 to 5.5 or whatever it is. That's <laughs> one where where Angela uh, is revealed to be Thor's sister from Spawn. From Spawn, Spawn's own Angela. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the tenth realm is revealed to be like heaven, and like uh, the angels and Thor and Odin went to went to war, um, and they thought they killed the sister. Yeah, it's a, if you have, if you read it, if you know, and if you haven't read it, I recommend. It's also where Odin comes back to life because he apparently locked locked himself in old Asgard um, after Fear itself mm-hmm. um, with his brother Kull. He's always coming and going, that guy. Yeah, so like at the end, so like towards the end of it, he's Loki's just like, yeah, I, I, I took the angels to let me into old Asgard. Can you go? Can you help us, Father? Let's finish this. Um, good stuff. You're That's right. it. That's my week. Nice. Let's only talk about the good stuff, not the sad shit, shall we? Uh, Elden Ring. I played that game. Oh yes, I know you played that game. I've finally cracked 100 hours in Elden Ring. I'm about 110 or so. Um, yeah, Ryan and I, we had a good time. We also had a fun time trying to tell Grayson where to go for, um, because my buddy Grayson, he started playing Elden Ring, so we played for a hot second, which was really fun. From, like, the very beginning. Yeah, and I mean very beginning. So, so seeing my health bar go, because my health bar was, like, super long where I am, and then to go into Grayson's game, because Grayson's under level 20, and it's, it like, go- it Super goes from great. like from like here all the way to here. Yeah, and you're like, oh wow, level five. I remember. Yeah, and even after I died at one point, I actually I saw one of those those Caden riders, like those big Viking dudes on horseback with the big swords. I went after I died and went back to my own world. I just went up to one of them. Two hits, it was dead. I was like, well, yeah, then that's you're right. like level hundred. What do you expect? Yeah, I know, but still, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's right, you little punk bitch. Because I remember being so scared of those guys, and now I see them, it's like, what's up? Like when that, you go back into the um, the Celia Crystal Caverns after you get transported there from the the Dragonfern ruins, mm-hmm. you're like, I am scared. You come back in your level eighties, sup? You ready to throw down and throw with some hands? Real quickly, Ben, be careful when you raise your voice too loud because your mic starts to cut out. Oh, you do that on on um, Super Mario 3D World. Also. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's how, uh, that happens a lot. I need to. Let's I need to go. Talk to I need to talk yeah. to Grayson about that. Let's go. Um, yeah, so. 
Elden Ring was awesome. Is awesome. Um, I was playing a little bit last night. I figured out how to get to Rykard's tower. So I'm in. So right now, where my game is, I'm just chilling for Rykard's tower. And also, I did some self care on Thursday, which was very, very sorely needed. And by self care, I just meant Fanny was playing Bug Snacks on the PS5. I was playing Advance Wars on my Game Boy, Love and it was Serenity. So he, in, in short, he could have gone to see Multiverse of Madness with us, Sparks. Oh. No, he had a self-care day. He had a self-care day, I'm aware, but I'm just saying. You're going to judge me for the rest of the episode, aren't you? No, that's it. I'm done. All right. But yeah, um, just, yeah, it was nice. It was nice just to sit back and relax. Um, once again, playing Advance Wars, really fun game, very challenging. You really have to think and uh, try different battle strategies to win, especially later on in the game um but yeah it was very it was a very relaxing few days and i something i desperately needed had my first therapy session so woohoo for that congratulations uh, sir well oh, yeah. major breakthroughs it was more of an introductory fill up finish up some more paperwork questions yada yada, yada. not not every session is going to have major breakthroughs oh i know i'm, I'm aware i'm aware i'm aware um what, what else oh yeah uh it was so i was streaming on twitch uh with ryan on friday night when his cat decided to interrupt in the most glorious way possible and the best part is we have the audio for it it's all it's in hindsight it's funny i can't look at her i can't look at her for like a week because she did bust bust my tv again and no it was hilarious because i hear i have ryan through my headphones and i hear him go go Emma, what are you doing? Emma, no, no. And then this big, this big crash. And he's like, no. Did it say, did the crash sound good? It sounded loud. <laughs> That's what happened. As long as it sounded extreme. Yeah, it's not an extreme. It sounds, it sounded bad. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, Ryan, what's up? He's like, Emma, no. And he, I hear Ryan go, oh, please don't be busted. But it's busted. It's destroyed. I can't. It wasn't it. just busted. It was like, don't even. It's not even close to being. It was. <laughs> you posted it on your Instagram story, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, it was. It was absolutely. Here's I believe thing. his caption was, "Cats are fun." Ha 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 ha. Now, listen, like uh, this is the second time this has happened in like in a year, and that's fine. It's fine. Uh, I have lovely, beautiful roommates. Sparks, I live with in Sparks's mother's house, and we have some beautiful roommates who had a spare TV. We're not tw- not even in less than twenty four hours. I had a new TV that I'm using right now. So like, you know what? You got to be positive. You know, it's just a TV. Things could be worse, you know? Yeah. And also I'm glad that when Emma decided to jump on our TV, we were preparing to go into a dungeon. We, we were, weren't mid fight. We weren't fighting a boss. Can you imagine? Can you imagine awful. trying to play that blind? Yeah, I would, I would have been like this Ben, tell me left, right, right, right. And I'll just spam my, my, yeah. We would have won. Left. No, the other left. I, we would have still won. I ain't scared. Oh, I did it's, like that, it's like that part where uh, Potato Head is in Toy Story and he says, time for Mr. Angry Eyes and puts his shoes in his face and then just runs <laughs> into a wall. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it, 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 there was a part where I was, I don't think, I, I don't know if I was streaming. I'm pretty sure I was streaming. Um, I, I summoned a guy in because I was in one of these um, chamber, one of these uh, graves, these heroes graves, the Gelmir heroes grave. I found it. I hate it. I hate it. And this guy was helping me go through the dungeon, and he just died unceremoniously. Or no, it was a different guy. He was helping me fight a boss. He dies unceremoniously because it's three crystal dudes 
who will all attack you at the same time. And the worst part is every single one of their weapons imbues Scarlet Rot, which sucks. That'll kill you. It will kill you very quickly if you get um, afflicted with said Rot. Mm -hmm. And so he dies very quickly, and I actually finished the fight. I win. Or I won. It's because you're a pro gamer, Ben. Pro gamer. Yeah. Yep, so that's that's about it. Um, watched a, a certain show with a moon and a night. That was pretty cool. We talked about that. And also, mm -hmm. I went and saw this really this really trippy movie, although I was bummed I missed a lot of the previews because I tripped and fell where I shouldn't have tripped. Right. Yeah, he, 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 there's a, there's, there is a, there is a, a, a ledge where there shouldn't be a ledge. Uh, so you come off the stairs and it's very easy to just trip on that ledge at the theater we went to and he just goes down. Oh, yeah. Um, Going down, down. And he still got he still got the scrape on his arm um, mm -hmm. for your audio listeners. Um, yeah. And it, it, your 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 knee, which is already bad, uh, was aggravated. Yeah, both That's knees too. So like last night, my right knee was hurting more than my left one. I was like, okay, maybe I'm fine. Maybe it's not as bad as I think it's gonna be. And then I woke up today because I have stairs in my house. I was trying to go up and down my stairs, and my left knee, which is the knee I busted when I was in school, yeah, that started to hurt a little bit more i'm like great i mean i can still walk it's not like oh god i'll send you my cane i'll send you my cane i don't think i'm there yet but i need i'll let you know i don't know you guys can see my lightsaber blade i mean vaguely yeah cool but yeah that's that's my week beautiful all right cool shall we get into our bread and butter can it be the garlic bread Damn, Ryan, now I'm really, really craving garlic bread. Like, um, then, yeah, then you're on comment duty forever. I'm not even gonna look at it. Um, yeah, Armavita saying, Hola, we got some we... friends in the church. Is that Pi? Yeah. That, and Marty? Pi yes. and... Yep, we got Pi and Marty in the chat saying hello. Hello, my friends. Oh, okay, sad news up top. Oh man, uh, Mike Haggerty, who. You probably aren't going to recognize this gentleman's name. I do implore you to look him up if you can, um, because you've seen him in a lot. Uh, he was um, most probably famously in Friends as Mr. Trigger, which was the... Um, oh, this guy, you know, every single person will know this guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's a shame. yeah. Here, I'll, yeah. Show, I'll show a picture for Ben. Um, and for the audience, um, sorry, audio people. It's going to be hard, this guy. Oh, yeah, he does look familiar. He's yeah. a character actor, yeah. Oh man, you've seen him in things. Um, he passed away this week at the age of sixty-seven. Oh, that's young, man. He got um, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cause of death was death was not uh, revealed. I think uh, I think I know him mostly from he was in Austin Powers a little bit. Yeah, um, like he was also in Star Trek. Um, like in there, Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget, right? Mm, okay. Um, there was a show that he did. He was like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, he, the, the Community. He was in the sixth season, the fifth season of Community, um, or the fourth season of Community. One of those. Um, yeah, I I liked him a lot. He was really funny. Yeah. Um, that sucks. Yeah, that's a big bummer. Um, yeah, very very recognizable character actor. Yeah. Um, he. Hiroyuki Watanabe. Hiroyuki Watanabe, perhaps. Um, he was 
he's a famous actor in Japan. He played um, a colonel in the Gamera films, which obviously I really loved. Um, if you guys have seen Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, he was in that as a prominent role. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Ultraman stuff. Like, he was huge. He passed away at the age of 66 this week uh, due to suicide. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, it's, 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 it's rough. It's rough, rough over there, too, man. It's rough yeah. everywhere. Uh, and then uh, we'll probably figure this would happen eventually. George Perez mm-hmm, mm-hmm. passed away at the age of 67 this week uh, due to cancer, which we diagnosed. Right. We knew, we this, we knew this was on the horizon of this year yeah. at some point. Yeah. Uh, the positive that, that I mean, it, it, the silver lining is like he went out peacefully with his family surrounded by him. Um, you know, that's that's even that's the, even that's the most than, anyone could ask for. Even yeah. more than that, like the positive is that George Perez had the unique opportunity to know how much fans loved him. Oh yeah. And because everybody put out praises massively for him. His family was updating stuff through like like Facebook and Instagram and like on yeah. Twitter and everything. Yeah. Yeah. The the fans got to to say everything they wanted to say about him before he passed um, yeah. because they knew it was coming. And he got to live in that, which is really wonderful. It's also really cool that he got to see uh JLA Avengers reprinted for the first time in free yeah. forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um which is which uh, uh, is I think one of the greatest comic books ever made for real. Yeah, like after reading um, that book, like man, that book is so special. The man is iconic. Uh, he did he did a guest role on Teen Titans Go, which I watch quite frequently, uh, which is very funny. Um, him and Marth Wolfman did that. Yeah, yeah, I uh, more I more than a single episode. Yeah, that's great. But, um, he his 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 legacy is is long. He's an he was an incredible artist. Um, he uh it just kind of sucks because like neil adams was last week george perez this week yeah it was i think i think george perez is on some level just slightly softened by everybody kind of having already braced for it yeah yeah um yeah, neil adams was it's a shame but like, like you knew mm-hmm. yeah i mean it still sucks but at the oh, same yeah. time we had we all knew this was going to happen eventually with george perez's diagnosis whereas I mean, I have to take away from George Perez with Neil Adams. That was like, wait, what? I thought he was a fine. I think, I think, like, again, just what what we got to see from the comic community for the outpouring of love for George Perez over the past few months was kind of special in and of itself. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I love his work. So another I, amazing artist gone before their time. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah, it's a big loss. Yeah. All right. Uh, other news casting. Uh, guys, they 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 have told us who the fourteenth Doctor will be. Yeah, it's me. That's true. Did you want to say something? No, I want you to say what you're going to say. Oh, uh, I actually looked this up. It's pronounced uh, Shudi Gatwa, mm-hmm. um, it, from Sex Education and the upcoming Barbie movie, um, will be appearing as the fourteenth Doctor under Russell T Davies. Who is coming back? Yeah. Uh. uh I am uh, completely unfamiliar with, the, with this person's work, uh, but watching every clip that I've seen online just to get a uh, taste of the type of person that he is, uh, it's going to be really fun. Really good energy. Like, definitely, like, especially with Russell T. Davies, like, David Tennant, like, like heavy enthusiasm energy. Like, uh, this is going to bring not just, like, old Doctor Who fans back. It's, it's going to bring so many new people to Doctor Who, too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um I, I want to get back in and watch um, Woodacre's run, mm-hmm. like just go through it at this point. Cause I think I'm only missing 
the special right before it with the last one with Capaldi yeah. and then uh Whitaker's whole run I'd like to go through. Um so there's there's two things. Sylvester McCoy mentioned that this is it's good to have another Scotsman um uh as a as the doctor. I guess he's Scottish or Irish, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Could be forgetting. Um and uh he's African American. Mm-hmm. Right. So the first, uh, the first. Uh, sorry, not he's English. Uh, the first black person to play um, I think, the Doctor. I think we reached a point. Uh, not technically the first black person to play the Doctor now. Oh yeah, there's that lady, isn't there? There's the lady who plays right. the pre-first Doctor. You're yeah. right. So, so, so the first black um, uh, male actor to play the yeah. Doctor. Um, certainly the first black actor to play the main prominent prominent Doctor for the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think this is awesome. I think there was no world where we went from Jodie Whittaker, if we went back to a man, that it was a white man. I don't yeah. think that was ever going to happen. So um, this is really nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, I am looking forward to actually getting back into Doctor Who because of Russell T. Davies' return. Same. Um, and the 60th, I, I hope, is a lot of fun. Like I, I, I really hope the 60th is a multi-Doctor adventure, even if it's just a random Doctor. Sure. Um, I, I think the 60th is probably where you bring in all of them, all of them that you can um, maybe recast a few. Like I thought you should have done for the 50th. Who knows? Um, that would be fun actually. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I, I'm stoked. Obviously I want to see Paul McGann back, but like, I'd like, I just for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, like I said, I, I, I really want to give, uh, I love Jody Whittaker. So I want to give that, that whole run a chance. And yeah. um, this is a good excuse for me to get back into it. There are people, uh, rightfully claiming that you know saying that she's regenerating before the 60th um and she's pregnant right now do we think she comes back for the 60th i'm sure that there's something they're gonna work something in i'm sure i'm sure there will be some kind of appearance yeah um are we done with the doctor who news we are okay uh before we move on this is something that like as we were talking about it i realized i that this should have come up in the news it's okay that we're not watching the trailer for it because it's barely even 15 seconds but sonic prime oh did yeah let let out a first look but importantly sonic prime announced Devin mack is the voice of sonic for the show which is a black <laughs> male voice actor he i put, that, I put that, that in oh i didn't see that okay yeah yeah no, fair i put it i put it on uh early i put it on uh, a little bit earlier so you probably didn't see it when you looked at it gotcha um yeah but yeah Devin mack uh from bakugan battle planet and angry bird summer madness long-time voice actor he's done a ton of stuff but those are like the things that he starred in um his gonna be sonic yes cool. this is uh only the second time a black male voice actor gets to voice sonic mm-hmm. first one being uh julia white of course Did um, I, do that? I mean just from that quick little sound clip because i have seen the teaser a mm-hmm. little bit of, a few times he sounds great i mean really i for a split second, I thought that was Roger Craig Smith, and they just maybe tuned his voice a little bit. But the more I listen to it, it's like, no, it's a different actor. I saw the Twitter feed with both um, Roger Craig Smith and Ben Schwartz congratulating him on being the voice of Sonic and Sonic Prime. So I'm like, cool. I mean, yeah, I, I, did. I liked the little snippet. I can't wait for more. Um, I was listening to another podcast where they say that's they're gonna this show is aiming to dive into Sonic's character more. Apparently, there's like a redemption arc for Sonic in the show. So it's like. I'm actually okay. You got me interested. Let's see this trailer then. He really, murdered someone. <laughs> I really like that animation in motion. It yeah. does. Um, and I think Mac has good energy for Sonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited for the show after Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I can't wait for it to see a trailer. Um, okay. Percy Jackson. It's happening. Has, uh, obviously, we knew that, that Walter Scoble has been cast as Percy. Uh, now we know who are going, who who um, 
Annabeth and Grover will be. So Leia Sava Jeffries from Empire uh, will play Annabeth Chase and Aryan Simhadri from Superhead by the Dozen recently um, will play Grover. Sorry. Is Grover the the goat man? Yes, Seder. Seder? I don't yes. remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is great. Um, importantly, like... Uh, the, the to to the credit of the Percy Jackson film, um, Grover was con- changed to black for that as well. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm just glad that they're you know uh, Grover and Annabeth and Annabeth are both white uh, at, in description and illustration for the original books. Mm-hmm. Um, diversity came in waves to Percy Jackson. Like most of the later cast is almost entirely non-white, um, but the that they're willing to just like ignore that for this i think is great yeah uh the um there's two different like it's not like i don't want to say that actually i don't know how to make that sound good but like grover is indian in this and and annabeth is is black in this right i just mean non-white um yeah casting uh it it is nice uh because i i think that like it riordan has been very like pro pushing diversity forward um and I'm glad that he's not married to like his original designs of the characters uh, yeah. and thinks that this is better. Yeah. Um, and then Suicide Squad, Viola Davis is going is, is in talks to star in a HBO Max spinoff of the Suicide Squad. This is probably the James Gunn one, the other one that he's working on. Uh, I would assume, yeah, he's like helping making. I assume he's not like actually making it himself. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I, I want more of that. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, give me it, sure. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I like Viola, I like Viola Davis. Um, ben, did you turn on a fan? It sounds like there's a vacuuming happening. No, it's... It, my roommate's restaurant is just right over there. But anyways, Grace is in the chat saying that uh, he never gets a notification that when we come on. Uh, dude, you gotta fix that, buddy. Well, you should like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, my guy. That's true. Ah. Uh, <laughs> my hey, man. All of that, uh, uh, that fan goes off. Thank you. It, it works. Um, Ryan, happy news for you, I'm sure. I, well, uh, I don't know. Well, you know about Jackass 4.5. Oh, I, oh yeah. I mean, to Netflix. Well, Paramount Plus has ordered a new Jackass series. I'll tell you what. I believe Sparks or somebody might have asked the question, do you think Jackass will continue? And I said no. I didn't think. I thought this was going to be it. So I me. am. I am so... Because we, when we saw the new one, I, I was looking at like how many of the, the young newbies were there. And I'm like, you're not just getting these people for this film. Yeah. And I was just being cynical for some, for some reason, like with Jackass. I don't know why, but like, oh God, dude, I just want to see people get hurt. But it's like for fun. <laughs> I just I love seeing people get hurt for fun. is so fun. Like when you're in on the joke, it's so fun. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's so interesting that like the movies are paramount. And so like Netflix get, gets the re-edited film and then yeah. Paramount Plus gets this new show. That's I, like a that's a weird deal, yeah. I'm sure we'll get some motif of how um uh Johnny Knoxville will still show up at from time to time, but he's not gonna do any of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um because sure. he's he's squarely and firmly done with doing it physically to himself. I'm sure they'll um, show up. they're all like show up in cameo stuff. But I would kind of love something where it's almost to the tune of like throwing up to to the older shows where like Old, not older jackass but like older older programs that that came from films like um the, the freddy krueger friday the 13th shows and so like you'll open the episode and there's knoxville in like a nice robe with a pipe and he's like let's watch what the jackasses are doing today <laughs> and he like hosts uh, yeah, you yeah, through yeah. each episode i think that'd be a lot of fun yeah that'd be fun 
Um, okay. Loki. Uh, only reason why I'm bringing this up is because Michael Waldron, who wrote Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness, was also the showrunner and creator of Loki. Hell yeah. Um, he is not returning for season two. He will only be an executive producer. Um, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead have already been announced as, as uh, series directors. Uh, they directed Moon Knight. A couple episodes of Moon Knight. Yes, uh, but they are some. They are the, some the of the best, creators. The best episodes of Moon Knight. Uh, they are they are like the co-creators of Moon Knight as well as the writer. Um, and then Eric Martin uh, has been tapped to be the showrunner for, for Loki season two. Um, and if you don't know the name, that's fine because he has only been a staff writer before now, wrote an episode of Rick and Morty with Michael Waldron um, and was a staff writer on Loki. Cool. So he's kind of had that promotion. Right on. I mean, he's, if he's a good writer, he sees like you know, gets everyone gets a, deserves a promotion now and then. I'm so stoked! Like I love Loki. Uh, uh, I want more of that. Uh, I just want more specifically because Benson and Moorhead did some really cool trippy shit in Moon Knight, and like they're giving more to do. Uh, that just makes me really excited. Yeah, and hopefully we'll look as good as Moon Knight because Moon Knight looks great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, has anybody here read the Project Nemesis book series? Nope. Project so, Nemesis is from Resident Evil, though. If you want to talk about big Nemesis boys, so there is a there is a book series called Project Nemesis. I'm going to read you the description, and then I'll tell you the news. So this is what the book's about. Um, when the DNA of Nemesis, the Greek goddess of vengeance, is merged with that of Mago, a murdered little girl, the resulting trauma fueled kaiju rampages from the backwoods of Maine to the streets of Boston in search of their killer. Heading up the response to this otherworldly threat is John Hudson, a sarcastic, a sarcastic DHS agent whose leadership of the agency's paranormal division was a joke until now. Mm, okay. So Chad Stahelski He's is cool. uh, developing and directing this series for TV. That's a big description. A The DNA... Of, of of a Greek god is mixed with a murdered child to create a kaiju and the Department of Homeland Security's paranormal division that's not Hellboy is tasked to find it. Interesting. Yeah. Ch- Chad, let's see. Let's I'll see you wait for a trailer. <laughs> a lot of lot it sounds very anime. A lot of stuff going on. Apparently this is this is a book series that's very well liked in the kaiju community. Matt Frank okay. uh, worked on the design. Uh, he's sure. drawn a lot of Godzilla stuff. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so people, so a lot of people were really excited for this. I, I think the the description sounds bonkers, and if you could like pull it off, that could be a lot of fun. Absolutely. The the yeah, just like bringing in like Greek gods, and then just like the murder child part is what I'm most curious about. Why is it a murder <laughs> child in the description? It's the doctor's uh, daughter, maybe. Marty Marty um, Pie is referring to Moon Knight with the CG budget, not Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh heavens! What a what a movie! Um, yes, uh, that'd be wild oh, though. No, that sounds great. But like, like one man. of the most dangerous animals on the planet. Sure, the jackass guy should so do it. Um, yeah, I'm 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 curious for this one. I love Chad Stahelski, so like, bring it on. Sure, yeah, sure. Did you hear that he mentioned that John Wick Chapter Four is probably the end? Um, wasn't there supposed to be like four and five or something? Or, so, or wasn't that wasn't that well he, he said something that like this one this one wraps up the story which i guess doesn't mean it's the end yeah because they're doing like side stuff so maybe they're gonna like take a break and do other things maybe because ballerina's coming after the continental There's is still, still that being continental worked on. show yeah yeah hell, hell yeah hell yeah um go chad all right go chad 
Square Enix was in the news this week. Um, Square Enix. Are we just skipping that Fast X news? It's fine. I just wanted to know. Did I skip the Fast X news? Yeah. How dare you? How could you? Oh do shoot! I did. Yeah. I'll Fast. Rewind. Fast X. Uh, got a director, Justin Lin. If you recall, left last week, uh, and so this past week we got a new director, Louis Leterrier, um, who directed the Transporter and he directed- Incredible. Transporters one and two, and then uh, Incredible Hulk, also the first Clash of the Titans, which is honestly not the best one. No, but it's not a bad movie either. Here's no. the thing I so he's directing Fast X. Here's the thing no offense to Mr. Leterrier, he's made lots of really good movies. Fast yeah. X, Fast X, which is the culmination of a saga, he is absolutely being brought in to be a, a work workhorse director. He's like Vin Diesel's gonna work him over, like the producer's gonna work him over. It's gonna be whatever they want the movie to be instead of what's what's best for the movie. It's very much, it's very much they needed someone that Vin Diesel can boss around. Yeah. It's so the they got that, him. It's the thing I talked about last week. Like they couldn't, and again, no offense to this director, they couldn't get an auteur because he would want to make it his own movie. So like they got this guy real quick, and it's again, it's a guy who's made generally okay to okay to good movies. I remember um, liking the transporter too when I saw it a decade and a half ago. Yes, he is friends with Statham. That's how that's there's a connection. Statham probably yeah. got his friend in, and like, hey, I, I know a guy. Yeah, oh, I know a guy, and and you know he could surprise us. This could be you know the exact thing he needed to make to like make a big great movie. Um, it's it's not going to be a Justin Lin movie, and that's really that's that's it's a not, big bummer. It's not going to have the visual language that Nine did, which was so cool. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. Maybe maybe this will. Maybe this will pump something into Mr. Leterrier that aren't in a lot of his other and, movies. And interestingly, interestingly, I I wouldn't anticipate at this moment that he stays on as the director for the second part. That's a good point. Mm. Um, I also want to say that I really like The Incredible Hulk. I think that's a really good movie. Um, but yeah, I'm. He was he was a director. Where I was like, oh, they looked at the people who directed movies with cars before. <laughs> yeah. And then they and then they or went from there. Somebody who's worked in this in the big studio system before, well, too. Like he worked in the MCU, like at the beginning of it, right? Technically, yeah. so like he knows uh, like how to work in there. Yeah, so like I'm sure it'll be fine. I just uh, uh, there was a shot that I really wanted to see, which is you know the Justin Lin driving a car shot. When the, that like specific shot that only Justin Lin has been able to get in the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, that the I was worst, like, I'm to the, see that again. The, my biggest fear is that is that Vin Diesel will be like, nah, we don't need Justin to do that. And he and, he and, and Louis Louis worst. Said, we'll, we'll just do it, but it won't look as nearly as good. Yeah. It's like yeah. people trying to mimic Michael Bay. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 I want to, I want to believe. We'll see what happens. Hashtag I want to believe. Okay. So Square Enix. Is this going to be the best movie, Justin? I believe it in my heart. Oh, <laughs> damn, damn you, Vin. <laughs> Um, Square Enix has sold Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, and Squirrel, and, and Squirrel, Square Enix Montreal, uh, to a company called Embracer Group. Yeah, uh, yeah. This deal does not just include the companies, it includes all of their IP. Up over 50 IP of a bunch of smaller games that, uh, honestly haven't seen the light of day because Square Enix doesn't know what to do with its Western studios. And they also give, they also have Tomb Raider. Yes. Uh, so. Ben, do you have anything to say? Because I actually know a shitload about about this topic. Oh yeah, I'm I'm pissed off. 
I mean, at the same time, I want Ryan to talk first. Okay, I know. I need to know why Ben is pissed off because there's no I, reason. I, there's no reason for. I'm pissed off, off because the one of the reasons why they're sending this off is because Square Enix is also trying to look more into blockchain technologies. Oh no, that's fair. That's fair. That's no, why yeah. I'm pissed off. I mean, yeah. now the whole them selling off studios have done this before. It's like, and I I 100 agree with you. Square Enix does not know what to do with their Western properties. They're very good with their RPGs and Final Fantasy. But everything outside of that, they have no clue. I mean, yes, the Tomb Raider games were good; they were amazing games. But outside of that, we got nothing. See, that was that's the not surprise, true, that, but that's also not true. That's that was the surprise to me that it was like, like I understood like selling the smaller IPs, but it was the it was the big IPs like Tomb Raider that went with it that went with this deal. That that was the surprise for me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, you are right, Ben. Like that is the, I just completely ignore that because I don't give a shit about an NFTs and blockchains. But like. Yeah. Remember all the video game uh, uh, mergers that we've talked about in the last couple of months and weeks, and they've all been billions of dollars. Bungie was 11 billion. Activision was 40 billion. Does 300 million sound a little low for the amount of stuff that they got? Tomb Raider alone, that sounds pretty oh, yeah. low in the grand scheme of things, right? That's very low. Square Enix does not know what to do. They don't, they don't know what to do with their Western developers. Like Avengers, they don't know what to do with that game. Tomb Raider, the first Tomb Raider sold like 30 million copies, and they call that a disappointment. They have expectations for these for some of these games, like the Deus Ex games. Those games are incredible. They didn't sell the numbers that they wanted to, so like that franchise is dead now. There's so many franchises. Like slowly, Square Enix has become, in a way, kind of like EA did with a lot of their smaller properties, or they just ran things into the ground. Um, whereas Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy XIV, their MMO of over a decade, is making them millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. They're doing. They're basically how uh, Epic Games with the Fortnite. They just need Fortnite. So Square doesn't even need Tomb Raider anymore. Not that that it's like making them money, even though it is not the money that they need. They're just selling it off for for scraps of money, and they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna use those scraps of money to invest in the NFTs, the real future." So, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna sell Tomb Raider, which uh, they did the math, like the first Tomb Raider sales sold more than three hundred million dollars. So, like, I'll, like they're getting such a great value in the Embracer Group. It is a new company. It is a European investor group, and they are swallowing developers left and right. And that is, that is, in one hand, a bad thing. But on the second hand, they're letting developers make games the way they want to, and they're bringing back franchises that are dead. And I, I personally see no problems with that. They're not firing anybody. They're, in fact, they're, they're hiring more people, and they're like, hey, you know that Deus Ex franchise? It's coming back. We're bringing it back. Like Tomb Raider, like do you guys want Tomb Raider? Of course, everybody wants Tomb Raider. We'll give you so, Tomb Raider. So Grayson yeah. had a comment real quickly. If you want to bring that up, yeah. Ben. Yeah, mm -hmm. he said, um, "I'm curious if this kills those rumors about another Tomb Raider game." No. Hopefully, it doesn't. No, no, no. So the thing is, the thing is, it that's so the Tomb Raider game was happening whether or not, and and so this just kind of like confirmed that the Tomb Raider game, uh, if anything. It, it should give you more incentive to think that the Tomb Raider game is happening because, like, why would they get sold off and be like, eh, "We're not going to do Tomb Raider"? Yeah, it's just changing. It's just changing who owns it. And of course, yeah, yeah if they're making a new Tomb Raider, they're not going to not make that. Like that yeah. of all the games to cancel, it's not Tomb Raider. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's uh, the Tomb Raider game. So uh, Square owns Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. So many people are like, "Okay, so Guardians was a was a flop to Square Enix, right?" Uh, and it didn't sell that well, but it sold all right. Like it sold, it sold several million copies, but not not for how much it cost. It was a disappointment. Uh, the Embracer Group came out and said, "We own Avengers, we own Guardians. Those franchises aren't going anywhere." That's Marvel. Why would we get rid of Marvel? Why would we get rid of Marvel? Maybe, yeah. maybe my Christmas wish will come true, and we will get the announcement that Guardians Two is happening. Yeah. It's it's it, it's some it's a much better case with with this new company than with Square, and which yeah. is a shitty thing to say. Because uh, you're right, Ben. Like they are so focused on their on their Japanese studios, they're only focused on Final Fantasy right now. 
That's like all they really care about because it's making them so much money. Yeah, and it it's, is. It, is like, a, it is a loss for them. So not only like, that, um, is the other news about Yuji Naka in there, Brandon? No, I don't know what that is. Um, Yuji Naka. So you guys know Yuji Naka as the man who designed and, and who designed the Sonic the Hedgehog games for Sega. Mm, he okay, was sure. also the game designer and director for Balan Wonderland over at Square. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. Was horrible. However, he's suing Square because he was unceremoniously fired, and essentially they pushed him off that project. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Um. He there's this long. I didn't read the whole thing, but there's this long t- uh, Twitter thread, essentially where he's spilling the beans about how horrible it is working at square enix and this is someone who was well known as a developer and as a game designer and he was essentially kicked off his project because they wanted to rush the game and take and bring it out so they can make that money Mm -hmm. unfortunately we all know what happened to ball on wonderland it's a not that good of a game and it sold abysmal it's a it's a bad game that sold bad Yeah. yeah So there's there's also that, and then of course there's the news about the Final Fantasy VI Terra statue, which is being on, which is being sold for eleven thousand dollars. Hey man, people people got people like collecting things now. It was yes. a much bigger it was a much bigger week for Square than I thought. Yeah, Square <laughs> has been. Um... I'll tell you what. There's, um, been so much, there's no okay. Hold on. There's been so much shit. Like the whole like the reason why I was pissed off that that Square like at first when I said Square selling off some properties, okay that's not that big a deal and then it's like and they're using the money to go into the whole blockchain and i'm like can we not yeah I that that, that is yeah that is really shitty no because even the the president of square enix is like oh oh we're gonna be doing pay to earn, play to not pay to earn play to earn all these games it's like no we don't want that from square enix yeah not um, even close that's why again like this this is a good deal for gamers for for the gamers, right? Like because like mm-hmm. under this other company, again, the same thing that was happening with like Star Wars games under EA. Just like when a company owns it and they don't care, they they'll, they'll put shit out. They just don't, or they won't even yeah. touch it. They'll leave it alone. And yeah. like Tomb Raider is so good. And like there's a there's a franchise called Legacy of Kane that hasn't had a game in like 15 years because oh, that company just that. doesn't doesn't give a shit. And those are oh. really cool like fantasy RPG like action games. Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver is really 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 yeah. Good. And they they mentioned. They mentioned like we know how much you guys love Legacy of Kane and like Deus Ex and all these franchises, and they're like, "I people just want to play games. It's easy. Let's make the yeah. games." Yeah, we don't want this stupid whole play to earn fiasco because there's that a thing going on in the Philippines right now where there is a certain game that is play to earn, but it's horrible. It is like it is a, a absolute cesspool of bad shit going down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what's the just, name? What's it called? I want to play it. Oh god, I, I can't even remember. I, it's like some type of gotcha game. It was on that uh, two-hour video about Line Goes Up about the NFTs. That's oh. a portion of that. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. No, you're right. I don't want to play that game. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Square, stop. Just please, for the love of God, stop. Or but they won't. Or just sell all your games to better companies who want to make think, games. I think they made a good choice. Um, good luck with NFTs. I I never. I have no reason to play a game uh, that they have anyway because I never played a Final Fantasy. Yeah, you have so it's, up to, it's up to got, sixteen. You have way too many to get catch. You got up that to. Kingdom Hearts sitting right there, baby. You do. Oh, you're right. You do. And then, sorry, one All more right. thing. They also the director of Kingdom of yeah, Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy sixteen said they're almost done. I'm like, yeah, I call bullshit. No, I believe. Him. I believe. Him. Okay, trailers. It's it's trick pulled into the trailer part. Okay. My car, my car is really gross. <laughs> That's a, I was like, is this an airplane? What's happening? I can't drive stick shift. <laughs> um, okay, DC League of Super Pets had a new trailer. 
Yeah. Hi. Uh, okay. Crimes of the Future. <laughs> Notice real quick. I'm sure kids will love this movie. Yeah. I. It, it just. It reminds me of like. Uh, no offense to this company. It reminds me of just like an Illumination movie where it's like bright, colorful, silly jokes. Like it predominantly for kids. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not for me. Like I wish they just focused on like the the super pets and not random turtles that go fast. Because isn't it funny that turtles are fast? We've never just, seen that before. I don't understand the decision to not use the super pets. Like we're streaky and Kanga. Like what are we doing? Dude, the fact that I don't have a kangaroo in this movie baffles me. Yeah. Right. Especially to like use animals that aren't typically used in animated film anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree on that sentiment. I think it's cool to like see a different interpretation of the Justice League. And it does seem like there is a solid, thoughtful, heartfelt storyline between Crypto and Superman that's going to be at play. And I think that's cute. And I will admit, like, I thought the uh, opening dream bit like not dream but like the imagination of of what he would do to lois yes oh, was, yeah. was funny i honestly i have no problem with any of the of the super superhero stuff it's just when it's all the pets just like now it's just the kids movie part that's yeah, interesting dumb. the justice league looked great yeah i like all oh, that yeah. stuff yeah yeah no, like, there's a like i think all the designs of the justice league is really are really good and like there's a there's a there's a thing where that that i really liked Actually, I thought this was a funny joke when he's like, uh, Squeaky Bruce gets thrown and then you just see Batman just like, that better be a licensed product. I did yeah. like that joke. That was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I agree with Ryan. It's just, it's when it's the, the shelter pet storyline that I'm like, I just don't care. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, we're not the target audience. Um, yeah. I just, I would be more, inve- I, I would actually be interested if they used the actual super pets. Right, I mean, like that's the, yeah. that's the thing is like, we could have been part of the target audience, yeah, or just not. It's like ha- it's like we went for there. kids instead of kids and nerds. Yes, yeah. unlike Teen Titans Go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the movies, there's plenty um, of animated films that are aimed at children that we've all enjoyed. This is just doesn't look like this is going to be one of them. Not yeah. on a whole anyway. Challenges. I think we missed the most future. <laughs> I forgot about the challenges of the unknown. Challenges of the unknown. Titans go to the movies. How much of a, like, this is for you, nerds. That was like, what the God, hell? Such a Listen, good movie. there's this, like, we all, like, there's a scene where Robin shoves Bruce's parents into an alley to get murdered. Like, yeah. that movie is for us as much as children. Yeah. Um, I like that movie. All right. Crimes of the Future. This Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery's own David Cronenberg. I know this one's for me, maybe for Sparks, but this one is definitely for me. Ben, what do you feel about this movie? Oh, hell tell me, no. Tell me. Tell me about surgery and how it is the new sex. Yeah, so when I was watching this movie, or this movie, this trailer, um, the first words out of my mouth when I went to go find the next trailer to watch was, damn, that was creepy. And then I was quiet for a bit, and I heard a scream of glee because I knew that was Ryan all the way from uh, 400 miles north of me saying how much he wants to see this movie. Uh, yeah, this the part where she was going down to make out with the with the incision on that dude's abdomen was not pleasant. The let's see, the dude with the ears and the stitched up eyes and mouth was also look looked like, Pete, looked like Peter Capaldi to me. I don't know. What you're I think that's Peter Capaldi, right? It just looks like it. Yeah, it looked like something I would fight in Bloodborne. It's true. It's both um, true. Before you continue, Marty has been talking about Super Pets, agreeing with us. I appreciate yes. you, sir. Yeah, let's see. Been reading, been reading Super Pets to his son. 
uh, super fun. Oh. They're not using That's it. Saying, yeah, you're saying use content that <laughs> kids are reading. Why wouldn't they? You mean there's a, there's an actual super pets thing that they're not using? Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought this was like an original thing. That's crazy. That's even apparently that's even super crazier. pets have lore, and the lore is pretty fun. That's good that to hear. Even crazier. And he's um, been reading a super pets too. Pacey, and it's great. Super bummed they aren't using it. Weird choice. Um, Next time, just in the last one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i i agree that like the 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 super pet lore like he talked about like they're they're really cool characters it, they're like the pet avengers like it, they're really cool uh it's too bad anyway david cronenberg's crimes of the future crimes of uh, the future i watched it and it made me uncomfortable which means i want to watch more yes <laughs> so i i didn't know what the movie was after the second trailer and i have a synopsis i'm going to read it because i think it's important as the human species adapts to a synthetic environment, the human the human body undergoes new transformations and mutations. Accompanied by his partner, celebrity performance artist Saul Tenzer showcases the metamorphosis of his organs. Meanwhile, a mysterious group tries to use Saul's notoriety to shed light on the next phase of human evolution. That Whoa. sounds crazy. <laughs> so I just had a thought. But before I say this thought, I want to be absolutely perfectly clear. This is not me trying to kink shame anyone. Okay. But the scene where Kristen good start, Stewart good start. But the scene where Kristen Stewart like puts the rod into a body and she does the uh, I was like, this movie was made for sadists. Oh this my movie god, was made for a certain group of people. I am not in that group. You know, not... those group of people. You have fun. Listen, I'm gonna be over here now. Bye. You need to not confuse sadism with with whatever's happening in this movie. It's more it sexy w- than sadist. It worked for me. Listen, also like unexpected, the little uh, like I was like, oh shit. It's ben, not Peter Capaldi. You don't. You don't need to be. You don't need to be into the kinks of this to want to watch the movie. <laughs> I don't. It's that's just the thing. I don't want. It's to okay watch that the movie. you're put off by it. It's the type of thing where, like, you know, we just watched a brand new, like, Sam Raimi for 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 most cases, like a Sam Raimi horror movie, which we haven't seen in a lot in a while. So, like, this is David Cronenberg coming back to him doing insanely gross body horror. Like, he's the master of it. Uh, and like most of it looks to be practical, which I'm appreciative. Um. I do and appreciate like, that. Yeah. So many great actors in this movie. Like, holy shit. Like, I'm so excited. Uh, Vigo Mortensen specifically, like, he loves working with Cronenberg and he gets he gets down and dirty. He is like brutal in all of these movies that Cronenberg makes. So like I'm excited to like to can't, see him. I like, can't wait to make Ben watch this for Halloween. <laughs> wow. I don't want to watch this. I really no, don't. No, absolutely. No, Ben Ben, ben, this. ben halfway through the movie. I have the weirdest boner right now. <laughs> you look down, you're like, oh. I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. (laughs) (laughs) Two quotes from community in this episode, bitch. (laughs) Very, like, will will it end up being good? I'm not sure, but like, it looks interesting as hell. Can't wait. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes you gotta challenge yourself with film, then. That's freaking scary. I don't want to. Um, That's how you grow. Otherwise, otherwise, you get Variety writing articles about. We promise. How we promise if we're going to make Ben do that for We promise if we're going to make Ben do that for Halloween, you're going to hear every moment of it live as we are making him watch it. We'll record a commentary of it. You have to do freaking Ben. Did you watch that. Ben? Did you watch Gremlins as a kid? I did not. Oh, oh this explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love you, don't, you should have known that, but okay. I. You should have watched Gremlins as a kid. Ben's, Ben's blank spots for 80s to 90s film culture are so fascinating. But did he's got watch, video games on lock, so it's cool. Did you watch The yeah. Goonies? No. Oh, man. man. 
That all one, four of you, no, all three of you knew this. No, beforehand. I know. No, but every time it hurts me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry that variety. Like, I didn't want to get into the discourse of like, should Doctor Strange be rated R? No. Um, but like, I I didn't want to get into it. But like, Variety wrote an article about this. Like, this is not. We no stop. That, we've seen other MCU movies with like brutality. It's like it's like every time it's like it's. We are all babies. This country is full of babies. <laughs> It is important to remember that that Twitter is a small percentage of the population, but still, stop. That's true. Yeah, all of it. Um, Very <laughs> I agree. Um, again, Gremlins. Grayson's comment, Ben. No, please put it up. I'm gonna hear Ben go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Am I gonna be that new TikTok girl when she gets hurt by the bedpost? Boy, if I could figure. <laughs> If I could figure out, if I could figure out TikTok, you would be. Huh? Uh, I would replace you with her. <laughs> All right. Gosh. Don't worry, darling. Okay. Florence Pugh. Olivia Wilde. Harry Styles. Ooh, listen, y'all. Um, Chris Pine. This Chris Pine. This this has the chance to be like absolutely horrible. Like, absolutely, like, it looks like one of those movies that's trying to do a lot and be, like, really heady and has the chance to be horrible. This is my favorite trailer of the year. I love this trailer so much. This looks like a cool sci-fi movie. It looks like a, like a modern version of The Stepford Wives. Uh, Olivia Wilde is directing for the first time. I think the first time or second time. Anyway, new to directing. Um, I think this looks wild. I love every actor in it. Um, it, looks, it looks really, really, really cool. Yeah. This one looks like a, an interesting thriller because it's I want to say it's a period piece, but I mean, you get a bunch of the 50s aesthetic, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it doesn't feel like it is set in the 1950s. It looks like a really cool thriller. You got this creepy cult leader dude in Chris Pine who is like, like slimy, but he's super suave at the same time. It's like this. I'm interested in seeing this movie. I want to see this movie. Tell yeah, me what I, do you I, know about the thing? That's the quote. I like the premise a lot. Yeah. Um, I think that this this Ryan said it perfectly that this has the potential to be pretty good, pretty great, or maybe just fall flat. Mm -hmm. Like stylistically, like I love I love everything about it. Like it's it's not as hardcore, but it it's really ambitious. Me. It's ambitious. It reminds me uh, not just because it's weird, but certain things really reminded me of David Lynch, and it's just types of filming that I that you don't really see in like mainstream movies. Um, and it looks like Olivia Wells trying to like really do something here, and I really. I really hope it's good because, like, I it yeah. really this trailer really sh struck me, um, and I'm gonna be I, bummed if it's bad. I really liked Olivia Wilde's last movie, Booksmart. This is a completely different film than that, but oh. like, still. Yes. Okay. Then yeah. Awesome. Then she's a, then that movie's great. Oh. Yeah. Not even word anymore. Love it. I'm really I'm really hoping that like she really knocks this one out of the park. Um, Ben. Real real quick, let's talk Marty's comment. What's yes. up, Marty? Uh, Marty asked, "What's wrong if they made it R without adding more?" gore content sales um yeah the, the, the whole discourse marty real quick is just that like some people felt like already as the film is that it should have been r and that oh. most people would vehemently agree that that's not the case this is no no nastier than plenty of other pg-13 films that have been out there for decades yeah uh they're no worse than any pg films that i watched as a kid right um i would yeah. argue uh both the dark knight and maybe even uh the uh, the newest the batman has more intense stuff than dark strange dark strange is just weird and gross i wouldn't say it's like yeah it's rated r 
I would I would say if there's any, yeah, I would say the Batman has the best case of becoming a radar film as to what it dealt with. I mean, you've seen people get murdered right in front. But of even you. so, even so, like I, I I appreciate that they that for Matt Reeves that like the, he the, he did really push kind of what the PG thirteen rating could do. But like again. I saw worse stuff in both the Batman and Doctor Strange in Indiana Jones, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is PG. Yeah. yeah. Right. You see a dude get melted in that one. Well, yeah. to be fair, that, that helped create the, the new system. The yeah. Temple of Doom did because Temple of Doom was too dark to be PG. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so the systems were, 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 were bad back then. Yeah. Um, I mean, hell, Ghostbusters got away with uh, some hardcore sexual stuff in that movie. Yo, there's a ghost blowjob. That's not, <laughs> there's not movie, a window. That movie is PG also. Hell yeah. yeah. It was better back then. <laughs> uh, Robocop is PG. It's not. I'm kidding. <laughs> the cartoon um, is, though. The cartoon, unfortunately, is. Okay. Anyway. Weird. The Al Yankovic story. Roku? Yeah, Roku. Yeah. Roku. I'm not going to say it, then. It looks good, though. It does. I ah. love how Daniel Radcliffe looks. As, he looks a lot like Weird Al. It's pretty, it's pretty scary. Uh, yeah, I... I, it, I I can't say it looks good yet because it was more just like showing you a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, I love the look for him. I'm so glad for Daniel Radcliffe getting like a big role like this. I wish it was a little more high profile than it seems to be. Mm-hmm. It definitely seems to be like a low budget like rogue, rogue thing, which is fine. Um, I just hope it is better than than the Roku channel. Do you know what I mean? Not mm, to be sure. mean, it's like being just like on crackle or something. Like mm-hmm. that's what yeah, I'm about. That's a good point. I re- I do really appreciate how like it's not a true story. Like it, it's it's a very it's a very comedic stylized look at his life. It's um, like fantastical. Like like yeah, music things are like coming at him when he asks for them. Yeah, uh, and I I wouldn't have it any other way. That's exactly what a Weird Al biopic should be. Oh yeah, it should never be like straightforward and like boring. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, I, I hope it's good. I just like I don't see myself downloading the Roku channel or something. You know, I don't for care. sure. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll maybe I'll watch it if it's available on like VOD or something. Yeah, like for, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, House of the Dragon. Ben, how do you feel about this one? I'm actually really excited for this one. Did you see that big smile on his face when I said that? Yeah, yeah. I look okay. I know we've been no pun intended. We've been burned by Game of Thrones ever since season eight, but. Just, I want to feel there's also some recency bias because of Elden Ring, and even though he didn't do a whole lot of story stuff, it is George R. R. Martin's name, and he did help with some of the things in Elden Ring, and going back to the world of Westeros before all the shit went down, and just seeing other characters, seeing the Starks and the Targaryens in their in the height of their power, and a lot of dragons, and also the Iron Throne looking more menacing than ever. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely. I'll try to tone down a little, my expectations for it, but at the same time, it's like I'm going back to this world that I fell head over heels in love with years ago, and this was all I could think about for the longest time. I'm getting a sliver of that with Elden Ring, mm-hmm. but seeing those dragons, seeing um, the brutality hopefully still being there, and like this is Game of Thrones world. What you think is going to happen is not going to happen. I'm I want to get on this unless you on. unless you've read the book. Yeah, unless yeah, unless you read the book. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It still it looks exactly like it does, or exactly like it does in um, in the previous in the previous show. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I am. Sparks, did this did this trailer do anything for you? I mean, I want to watch it, but I'm not excited. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Yeah, I 
like I think we all didn't really like that first trailer. I definitely liked this trailer a lot more. Uh, seeing oh, I definitely like this trailer more than the first one. Okay, cool, cool. Um, seeing like now seeing all the players, seeing all the different houses, who the actors are, seeing uh, like Reese Evans in there. Like I didn't, I didn't know he was in this. Um, I like him a lot. Um, since this is based on on material that is out and it's done, I'm not worried about the story being not finished or bad. Like they have a good story to tell from. This is the same director as some of the best episodes of of some of the last seasons. Even even the bad episodes, like the directing is great. Uh, so that guy is like helping make the entire show. So I know visually it's going to look incredible. Uh, love Matt Smith. He's been making nothing but bad things apparently recently. So like, can we just like, I want to see him in something good. Uh, I agree with that. I'm I'm I I think this trailer was really great, and it's like it made me realize like it's been a long enough. It's been enough years. Like, that was the first fake nerds watch we did was Game of Thrones. And that was, what, three, four years ago at this point? That was, was so long ago. Like, like the, the dragon burns are starting to starting to heal. And this trailer was enough like, yeah, Game of Thrones, right, guys? Because, like, Game of Thrones is awesome. Like, people forget, like, when that show was, like, season three, that's, like, the like the greatest one of the greatest shows of all time. Like, the, the cultural zeitgeist around that show is insane. And, like, it will never get back to there again. But like, I want to taste it again. Like, I honestly, do like I love, I love that world. Do you um, really want to taste it? I really, really want to taste yeah. it. HBO. Even though I went to Game of Thrones late, just getting to the part of the Red Wedding, I was still in shock. I was like, "Holy shit!" They just killed them off unceremoniously. Like, surprise! Here you go. But it's then, it's it's not just like that. They killed a bunch of people. It's that we spent three seasons yeah, getting to know all of these people, and then they they kill the people you least expect in a lot of them. Yeah. And it's like it's not a lot of stories take risks like that and it's just like when you do it so well there's truly nothing like it so like coming back to the same world we're like i know some of the backstory but i don't know like 200 years ago i don't know any of that shit i don't know about like viserys and all that and all those people i'm 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 excited to be back in the world um yeah. if that first episode's bad i'll probably stop though yeah <laughs> i'll probably get it like maybe an episode or two but if the first episode's bad I'll probably... i'm just I... i'm good I will say the thing that I'm concerned about is embellishment. Oh, sure. Um, because it is a single book mm -hmm. uh, that that is being looked at. Yes. Um, that leaves me with, like, I'm concerned that they're going to want to make this as long as they like can. Like The Hobbit. I'm sure. concerned about, like, filling out embellishment because this is not a limited series. You know, yeah. they're, not, they're not trying to... In, yeah, I'm concerned about them dragging out the length of, of story and filling it with a, a whole bunch of, of stuff that maybe doesn't need to be there. That's fair, 100%. Then at um, least we'll have one a hot season, and then we'll see from there. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Uh, that's the, But that's definitely my number one, like... I think that they want this to be as, as strong and long of a home run for them as they can. Mm -hmm. And I think that can lead to poor creative choices at times. Yeah. And I, I hope it doesn't suffer from it, but that's the thing that makes me like not trust it on premise alone. Mm. I guess um, we'll we'll decide later if we want to do a, 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 a Fakers watch for it. But uh, when that first episode comes out, people who have read the book will immediately tell you how far they've gone in the first episode and be like, okay, they're going really fast or really slow. So like, uh, it's too hard to tell with, I think, this trailer. For sure. No, yeah, it's not something you can think of. This is a, this is a, you've lost my trust yes. kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it will have to be earned back. A good trailer is not going to convince me. True. Yeah. Very, very, very true. All right. Green Lantern, Beware My Power. This is the next film in the current DC movie 
animated uh, franchise, the fifth, I believe. If you count Long Halloween as two movies. Uh, I'm really happy John Stewart is getting a story. Hell yes. Me too. Uh, this is John Stewart doing Kyle Rayner's origin. I'm I'm surprised we don't do more John Stewart stuff. So I'm glad that that somebody is somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is. I know this is like the same animation style as as the other ones, but there's something about this one that just like it looks really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about this one. Maybe it's because it's like you said like, the same thing about Long Halloween too. It's uh, did I? Okay, good. Yeah. Then it's, then it's, I really like the style. I think it's sh- I think it's shading and lighting. I really like the getting shading, yeah. I think the shading and the lighting is getting better. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I love Green Lan- the Green Arrow being like, you know, having that Green Lantern, Green Arrow uh, team up with a different Green Lantern. Uh, him being in space, like, why is he in space? I don't care. I like Green Arrow. Let him be in space. It's fun. Uh, weird choice of characters, but I like it. There's a lot of cool characters in this um, on the on the Sinestro Corps uh, side, which I thought was really cool. Um, we are we are definitely taking a lot of inspiration from a diff- from a lot of different Green Lantern stuff. This is Kyle. This is John Stewart like military origin with Kyle Rayner's becoming the Green Lantern origin, mm-hmm. um, which he's the last of the lanterns given by his ring was given to him by Gantha personally, um, and then and then like you got the Sinestro Corps War as well. But um, it's but it's like it's like kind of like not post but like way after it started because like so much shit yeah. already happened. It's yeah, like a last so, resort thing. I really like how they how they've incorporated all that Green Lantern mythology. I really like John Stewart. It's crazy, like Spark said, that he just hasn't had a movie. Yeah, um, and he should have. But this really interesting new designs. We saw we saw this Green Arrow at the end of Long Halloween. There's a post credits for Long Halloween, um, and we see this design for Green Arrow. Still really like it. I think it's a cool design with the mm-hmm. with the hood and the sleeveless hoodie, uh, and the classic goatee. Yeah. Um, and I, but I noticed watching this trailer. So we had Superman, Man of Tomorrow, which is the beginning of this universe. Um, not very far along, not many heroes. Then we have Justice Society, World War II, which introduces the Flash of this universe. He already knows Superman somehow. Um, and then he goes to an alternate universe and comes back. Um, and they're like, maybe we should form a team. And then Batman the Long Halloween. And again, we're like, we're not, we're not that far into this universe. And then we get to this movie and it's like, we have a watchtower in space. We have a Justice League. We're like, I'm like, wow. Where where did the time go? Progressing progression is happening very fast. Yeah, uh, I'm super stoked. I'm really excited. I really like this animation style. I really like this new universe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can't wait. I this will cool. This will probably make me jumpstart into watching those movies because like I they're good. Yeah, I like them a lot. Hell yeah. Um, so this trailer was not released online. This is, if you went to see Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, you got to see this trailer. Um, ben, unfortunately, had to miss this trailer because of his injury. Or if you know the right people on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it is Avatar, the way of the water. Mm-hmm. What do we think? James Cameron's I, back. James Cameron's I back. appreciate that the first trailer for this was an all-vibes trailer. Me too. <laughs> they weren't trying to sell me on anything bombastic. They're just like, hey, man, the best thing about Avatar is the world mm-hmm. remember yeah. do you want to see more of that world and i'm like i mean that is the way to market to me so good mm-hmm. job <laughs> turns out um, i do i think it's funny that there's a single shot in here where you see like human beings next to the navi mm-hmm. and the human beings look fake yeah. comparatively <laughs> and i think that's hilarious because how good <laughs> the cg now looks yeah yeah so like the the cgi on the humans looks worse because it's yeah. like a distant shot and some of them are fake 
Uh, they they are CGI'd in, and like they look worse than the Navi do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was watching this trailer uh, and constantly blown away by everything I saw. Um, I do really like Avatar. It's a it's a it's a I think it's a pretty good movie. Um, it's definitely more of a it's definitely more of a vibes movie that I haven't seen in te- in over ten years. Um, so I'll watch it again before this movie. But watching this trailer, I was just like, shit! Like that looks that looks good. I knew. The special effect, the CGI would be good. It's James Cameron. He's been working on this for a long time, but I didn't know that the leap between that movie and current day movies would be so vast. Yeah, the uh, uh, like the whole thing about like the next set of movies, or specifically this movie, it's like water, and like uh, water is notoriously difficult because uh, it's there's so much of it and it animates so crazily, and like, mm-hmm. like kind of like hair and stuff, and like this man, it just it looks incredible. Like it does no other words. Like it looks, um, it looks photorealistic. Like those are alien. they look like alien people. Like though they looked, they looked real 10 years ago. They look even more real now in fake water. All of it's fake, but it looks real. It's incredible. Uh, technology is incredible when the right people have technology and use it the right ways. Like magic can be made. James, Cam- James Cameron is an innovator. I, I will go so far as to say he is a genius. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll agree. Uh, I'm, I never had a doubt that this movie would look good but now i'm kind of like this movie could be really good i'll wait i'm i'm not gonna say that because i think the story for avatar is totally fine right but it's a good it's a good it's a good base to jump on to something pretty good that i think could be pretty great and i do really like that it's not immediately it's not immediately after the first movie. We're taking a long time where he has raised a family. He's got children. This is like, I think this is like almost longer than like the actual time between movies. Like yeah. we're taking like a real ass jump. Uh, and that's really exciting. Cause like then we get to see an entire new side to the Navi instead of just like, Oh, here's five minutes after the first movie. Uh, really cool. I will say it is a shame that James Horner passed away before he could do the score for this movie. Yeah. He did the score for the first one. And I think it's great. Um, but he, his protege is doing the score for this one, so I no oh, doubt it'll be good. So that's cool. It's just too bad that James Horner couldn't see this movie made. Yeah, for sure. It's exciting, and then, and then the three uh, others as well. Yeah, it's exciting because uh, I ha- I don't know the last time I saw a a three uh, D movie. I really don't know the last movie it was. So uh, this will probably be it. <laughs> this yeah, will be the next one I see in, this, in December. Yeah, and then we'll get um, Alice the trailer, Alice the, three. The trailer did look good in in three D. It really did. Oh hell yeah! Um, oh yeah, you saw you saw Doctor Strange three D today. I did, and yeah. so I saw this trailer in three D. Um, I think it's suffering from the same thing I was talking to you a bit about earlier, Ryan. Um, especially because like the Avatar trailer is very colorful and bright, mm-hmm. and the standard three D glasses that they give you at the theater slightly darkens mm-hmm. uh, what you're seeing, and so it's a it's a little bit of a detractor mm-hmm. to me. Doctor Strange, it was less of a detractor, but it was noticeable. Um, which I, which was all the more speaking to like multiverse of madness being rather bright and colorful in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot harsher colors. And it had been a while since I wore the standard 3D glasses at the movie theater, and I was like, man, this is this is lesser uh, in the sense of the full color spectrum of the film. Yeah. Um, even though the 3D element is cool, uh, yeah. so you're kind of like you're you're getting a trade off unless uh, the 3D glass stuff changes by then. Um, uh, the the 
I forget the names of all the stuff because I don't really care. But like, like the dragons that they ride, mm -hmm. uh, like all the dragon riding stuff of Avatar One is like is the coolest shit. Like all that stuff is exceptional. And like the fact that like the final shot is him underwater on one, and then like he rises up with it. And I'm like, Oof. man, movies are really cool sometimes. Like uh, I'm I'm excited to see this. Uh, yeah, and it's a different kind of creature. Yeah, that okay, he rises up out of yeah, the water. Yeah. On that's true. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Very it's like fun. a it's a waterborne one. There's like that um, whale kind of yeah. kind of like Pandora yes. whale. Mm -hmm. Really good stuff. Uh, some really really lovely. I, I'm so excited to explore the ocean. There's some really lovely shots. There's one with um I think it's Zoe Saldana's character, but it was hard to tell where she's like holding the fin of a big mm -hmm. whale. Yeah. Um, and it's like shot from below, and I'm like, this is this is just like National Geographic. Oh, so uh, stuff. Obviously, this is a vibes trailer, but we do see some like some of the plot elements. Uh, it looks like humans and, and and the Navi are like working together, but it also looks like humans are using Navi and there's evil Navi in this movie because there's there's yeah. Navi shooting people or something. Uh, and I think there might be. Like, well, we a see we see new new Navi soldiers. Mm -hmm. That isn't okay. Sam. Um, yes, because yeah, we yeah, get yeah. the shot. That's a couple of them in their with their guns in their commandos. So new Navi avatars. Yeah, are are coming in. Um, but it, I agree with you, like what it looks like is the Navi and humans that were still there have been getting along, but now we're getting another force of mm -hmm. Navi avatars coming in. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, there's something, there's some stuff going on there. And then whatever's going on with Worthington's kid. I don't know. Man, get ready for the Worthington Assange. Nah. Is it, I'm very, I'm very intrigued about why they're Clash of Titans 3. Their kid is uh, the way they that they are. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's like a hybrid or something, right? I. Something? It's not clear. They look almost entirely human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I wonder if like they're just a human they adopted. Potentially. I'm, because like if if the avatar would have procreated with Zoe Saldana, then you'd just assume it would be a Navi. Unless, yeah. like, it's a weird spiritual thing where spiritually it's he's born human. <laughs> sure, like it's I don't know. You got to connect your your uh, your ponytails together. But I am glad that there was like all music, very little dialogue. I think like one sentence, two, uh, mm -hmm. at most, and just like feel the world of Avatar. Just it's like just remember like family is key or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. David David Attenborough shows up all of a sudden. It's like Avatar, the Navi of Pandora. Um, yeah, I'm excited. All right. Oh, yeah. Does that sell you on the trailer of Avatar 2, Ben? He, nope. He's muted. No. You're muted, Ben. No. I mean, I knew it was going to be pretty, so. All right, go, 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 go. Okay. Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. May the 4th release a new trailer. Do, 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 do. I don't have a lot to say about this because I don't think we actually learn much more nope. about the show than we did from the first trailer which I'm grateful for. I'm glad yes. that I pretty much learned nothing new. Did, mm -hmm. no, but did you not catch when uh, when that, we know like the red and green box that glows on Vader, when it goes into Vader, he went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the little Krista Stewart. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I think this is a. a I I agree with Sparth, but I I do think this is a really well made trailer. Definitely, yeah. I, I I agree. Yeah, I, I really like the. We get more of like Lars. It's kind of what we knew from the comics that Lars like Owen doesn't want Obi Wan near Luke. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of get more of that interaction in this in the, in this trailer. Um, got a good put down uh, when the boy is of age, he has to be trained like he trained his father. Hey, I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying, in 10 years, who's laughing now, Owen? Who's laughing now, Owen? Your skeleton! (laughs) Maybe if the boy got trained, he could have defended against the stormtroopers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this one. I hope it's, I hope it's really great. Um, I, I would just love to see Obi-Wan, like you and McGregor go on on just like a, just like a good note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I 100% agree. Uh, yeah, I think this is this is by uh, I, I'm gonna forget her name. I think it's Deborah Deborah Chow who worked yes. on who worked on some of Mandalorian and yes. then got first an upgrade. episode, first episode, first and episode. then got an upgrade. Uh, I think this is definitely just by even judging by the trailer, the best shot of these uh, Star Wars shows so far. This looks very cinematic. It looks really good. Uh, the action so far it looks really good. Uh, Kumail's in it. People suspect that he's a Jedi that's, that they're after. Uh, I can't speculate probably because that'd be fun to watch. Um, inquisitor stuff looks so good i'm so excited like i am i am getting over the look of the grand inquisitor he still looks it looks to me but he looks it better. looked better in this trailer yeah the different shots definitely more looked better because it was further away i was gonna say it's a more <laughs> imposing shot yeah but it didn't bother me as much i'm getting used to it um and it is exciting seeing like like man darth vader's he, he's gonna show up and be like what's up homie you thought i was dead well it's <laughs> it's it, it's cool because like like I, I do really hope we get like something where like Obi Wan thinks that Anakin's dead because he should he shouldn't know that Anakin's alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there there's like someone is you're after Kenobi he's already dead. Like th- they think Obi Wan is dead and so like it's either an Inquisitor who's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna get him I'm, it's my mission to hunt him down or it's or it's Anakin being like hunt this man down he is yeah. still alive because we do see a wanted poster so like. I don't think they put it out unless they knew he was then alive. Cause she yeah. says that then like, you know, he's going to find you. So I have to imagine the word got out to Vader that Ben's alive. And he's like, no shit. Oh, <laughs> give me my arm and my, oh, oh baby. <laughs> uh, I got a feeling like I am, I am, I at first was hesitant, but now I'm like, I'm jonesing for that, for that rematch, that interaction. Because it's not just going to be a lightsaber fight. Because like the, the the emotional stakes there are not about a lightsaber fight. Uh, I want them to talk to each other, uh, and that's going to be really really cool. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very much like I I really want to see the scene where Obi Wan tries to appeal to Vader, try to bring out Anakin. Because um, you know that to me actually adds more to like Luke's role. Like people like in Rebels, mm-hmm. how Ahsoka almost brought like she got close to bringing Anakin back out of Vader. Yeah. Um. But but she couldn't because it's not her destiny. Luke, it's Luke's destiny to bring back Anakin. Um. <laughs> and so I want to see like that another person that Anakin loved try to try to pull him back out, but have that futility uh, dawn on them. Absolutely, man. Um. Yeah. Um. I'm really excited. Very excited. Yeah, I'm sorry. my my big my last thing because I don't want to talk about this too much. But like, I really hope Hayden Christensen gets to gets to act in this. I hope I know he's not going to just be Darth Vader. I hope it's I hope it's more than we think. I really hope it's there's more flashbacks to flesh all that shit out. So when they do meet up again, it the impact will feel there. I yeah. I hope we get that. So too. I I would swoon if we saw them in their Clone Wars outfits. Oh, dude, me too, dude, baby. I, dude, his the, the white General Kenobi, the greatest outfit in Star Wars, like absolutely. When like, he's got the storm, he's got the clone trooper armor on the shoulders. And oh the, yeah, oh, dude, like, iconic, Mwah. iconic. I love that outfit. 
Um, I was so, I was so bummed they took him out of it for uh, Clone Wars season seven because they had to catch up to uh, Revenge of the Sith episode three. Yeah, yeah. All right, shall we go into our main topic then? Sounds great. Full spoilers for Doctor Strange. No I'm kidding. Doctor Strange. <laughs> Full spoilers for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, the I lost count MCU film. Twenty um, eight. I don't. I really don't know anymore. Yeah, maybe. Um, full spoilers. Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange is out. Go see it. Check it out. Sam, you've been this warned. Should, this should have been called Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange. Marvel's Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange. Uh, what did we think about this? Ben, I want to hear what you thought about it. Oh, I loved it. Cool. I had an absolute blast with it. It was great. Cool. Ryan, what do you think of it? I love it. Let me tell you, there are, there are unfathomable amount of reasons why I love this movie. Not just because it feels like a movie. Like I'm watching, I'm watching like a movie directed by someone with a vision. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people online saying like they don't, they don't, especially after this movie, they don't see where the direction is for Marvel for the next like decade. I'm like, you guys are crazy. I, there is so much, there's so much like teeing up and setting up and like the things that happen in this movie that could be so many things that is so, as a comic fan, so insane. Um, like Sam Raimi was like, oh, I got to make my own movie. And like, they just asked me to put a couple of things in there. The couple of things he put in there are huge. Uh, uh, and not everyone's talking about him because like not everyone reads as many Marvel comics because I'm a freaking moron. Uh, <laughs> I love this movie. It's so fun. Uh, I, I, I love Evil Dead more than life itself. And I watched a superhero Evil Dead movie. Like I, I could not ask for anything more than that. Sparks? I really, really enjoyed it. And then I saw it a second time. I, oh, not, I don't I care. And I, that's awesome. I love it. So, um, yeah, I thought it was really great. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I really loved this movie. Um, when I came out of the theater the first time, I was just buzzing. I was just like, God, do you remember when the thing happened and the thing that that was the coolest thing? Like, and Ryan's right. Like ever since phase one, like Marvel has relied very heavily on pulling people out of the indie scene because they're, they're, they're people that they can just give a second unit directors to do action scenes to kind of move along. This is the first time in a long time that they pick someone from old Hollywood, someone who has a distinct vision, has a distinct voice. Um, and Sa- you know, Sam Raimi has directed a movie since Oz the Great and Powerful, I believe, um, which we don't want to talk about. <laughs> But uh, really I, weird, really weird little little stain on an almost perfect track record. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, really like Sam Raimi. I really, really like this movie. Uh, it is top five MCU films. Um, I don't know exactly where, but it's in the top five. Yeah, it's definitely like I immediately knew it was. It's it's definitely top ten. I'd have to. I, I want to see it again. And also. A discussion for a different time it's been a long time since we did our mcu list and so much has come out and our opinions have changed we should definitely relook at it one of these days that'd be fun that'd be fun mm. hey for avengers 5 before i die brandon come on uh do we want to do our bingo cards I'll, oh yeah sure uh i'll just i mine's on my phone like i got like almost nothing and i could not be happier i could not be happier just like no way home this movie is so much like smaller it's a big movie but it's so much smaller than i anticipated i gotta go get my, I gotta go get my bingo card i'll be right back. I, okay i i didn't get a bingo whatsoever uh so i'll go so um i got bingo with these ones obviously oh so you, oh, so you did do one no i didn't get big i didn't get bingo sorry i misspoke i'm 
Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, my uh, so these are the ones I got right, and I kind of want to go like I want to start our reviews with like the the things that we got right on our cards. I just want to preface: you said you weren't gonna make one, and you did, and I'm happy about it. Oh yes, um, because I I was spoiled by a couple of things. I bet you were full. I bet you were fully spoiled though. I so I got spoiled by Captain Carter because of the marketing. But yeah, I don't. Everybody I, did. I don't count no. that as a spoiler. It was on a poster. Like I don't. I don't count that as a spoiler. Um, and then well, I mean, I do because I wanted to avoid it. Sure. Um, and then I got yeah, spoiled. But, yeah, but the shield was on. Doesn't a matter. It doesn't knew. matter. It doesn't matter. Move on. Um, and then I got yeah. spoiled by Reed Richards. Uh, mm-hmm. like a couple of days before there was a, a, a the clip was online, but I didn't get Anson Mount spoiled, and I was really hoping that he'd be in it. That's funny because uh, we talked about all these rumors like a year ago how Anson Mount was was cast in like so like I I I knew everyone was in the movie, but I didn't know they were in the movie. But when I didn't, but when that when it became clear like like we were talking about like so many different characters being cast in this movie, and when it became clear how much smaller the cameo pool was, I was like. I mean, why would Anson Mount be in this movie? He's in what a shitty one shitty TV show. Exactly. Uh, and so like, so like, I had this this moment. I was like, that'd be cool to see him again because I liked his Black Bolt. But like, I, you know, I'm not putting I'm not putting my my eggs in that basket. But I did end up getting that right. Hell yeah! It's really excited to see that. I got. I'll pull mine up. I literally almost got like none right. And again, I couldn't be happier. I got Clea right because uh, I had a feeling because she gets a big push in the comics right now. That only yeah. happens when shit happens in the movies. So I put Clea, I got that right. Um, almost all of my X-Men stuff is wrong. Uh, oh, I, no more, no other X-Men characters that was right. So I'll allow that one. But all my other ones were like cameos. I thought Cassilius was going to show up. I thought like, I thought the Watcher was going to show up. I thought Ultron was going to show up. So I, I thought, thought for sure the Watcher was going to be in this movie. Uh, Tom Cruise, like all, I, all of mine, like bad bingo card, great movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah i'm happy with all the ones i got wrong i could like i thought i put chathon oh yeah because i was like chathon's gonna be in this like or not in it but like a mention i just put the chathon they did yeah i know i got that one right like i i there's a moment where like the they're like it's all the dark holds on mount wondergore uh and i was like oh shit i made a script i should have put wondergore i was gonna do wondergore and then like this the list belongs with chathon i was like yes I did it. Yeah. I was right. Love tell it. tell them about your Captain Marvel fuck up. Oh no. Yes. Okay, well, I'll tell you. Know. I'll tell you. So Brandon <laughs> put Maria Rambo as Captain Marvel and was really was was like, shit, I didn't get that one. I'm like, what do you mean? Maria was Captain Marvel. And he's like, oh, I meant to put Monica. Cool, I got one. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you meant to say Monica. You don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 I, I gave it to myself because it didn't get bingo anyway uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he didn't say the magic word uh um, like yeah i i had the wanda kids 616 i had captain carter in the 616 uh definitely not happening with captain carter i'm really happy with how this movie ben what did you get right because we've been talking about it a little bit i got a uh, mortal lids oh yeah same yeah yeah, yeah. i got a uh, no way home fallout was mentioned um uh, evil strange yeah. guys Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, and of course, uh, Reed Richards. I mean, I I'll put Reed Richards down because um, apparently I was spoiled for Reed Richards after I wrote that down because Fanny was we because we me and Fanny were trying to figure out what to put on our bingo cards because once we got like five or seven um, boxes left to fill out, it was getting hard to put in our own original ones be- before we had to go to steal from the rest of you guys. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. sorry, I did steal a few from you guys. Apologies. 
But no. um, but how Fanny dare was, you, sir? But Fanny was looking through to try and find the um uh the trailer, and she got to a thumbnail with John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Mm. And then we didn't see the suit. It was like luckily it was just from here up. But I looked over and I'm like, please be fake, please be fake, please be fake, please be fake. Because Fanny was like, oh shit, that's a spoiler. And then I'm like, I see for a split second, I'm like, I'm gonna pray to God that's fake. But at the um, same time, I hope it's true. Yeah. Real quick, Marty's comment of anyone put song battle, I could not have predicted no, that, no. Marty. No one on the planet could have predicted that genius. Um, so the movie opens, America's... Uh, the movie, I got, like, uh, hey, hey, I got bingo. You got it. bingo? Yes. Jesus. Sorry. Blowing me out. All right. I That's got not what that means. A Reed Richards appears. Mm-hmm. And Xavier knows a Stephen Strange, mm-hmm. and America Chavez stays in the MCU, mm-hmm. and a Stephen Strange is in the Illuminati. And then I got the free Bruce Campbell space, nice. and that gave me bingo. But yeah. like Ryan, there were only a couple of other correct ones, and most of them were wrong, and I'm also happy for it. Absolutely. Couldn't be happier. Because yeah. I was banking on bullshit. I didn't want to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, one of my I had like two different post credits ones. I had an Agatha post credit scene for mm. because of Scarlet Witch, that went out the window the second we realized that Wanda's the villain. And then I had a Fantastic Four post credits tease, that also went out the window. I, I thought I was, for sure a TVA post credit scene because Michael Waldron. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I definitely uh, had a thought, and it's gone. I'll catch it to you in a minute. Oh. Uh, so let's just you know let's dive in. Oh, kinda... real quick. Uh, this isn't. Uh, this will. This will. will move into moving into thoughts of the movie. This isn't a negative on the movie, but it's really interesting that there's literally nothing. There's no vision in this movie whatsoever. Yeah. And I thought for the yeah. character of Wanda, specifically coming off WandaVision, not having vision uh, again doesn't doesn't detract the movie. Would have been a huge bonus, I think, to have more emotional stuff with vision. Uh, doesn't ruin the movie, but I'm, I was surprised. No yeah i was too yeah. uh this movie moves as a, at a clip one of the things i really appreciate is how quickly this movie goes like we're scene one we're running in and media we don't res. stop i love in media rest also this movie is like over two hours long and it never stops like some people like to stop to talk but like it's a chase movie pretty much the entire movie which rules yeah yeah the the simplicity in the script allows everything to be action reaction action reaction every scene in this movie plays out as a reaction to something that had happened in the previous scene it is the superhero mad max that we all deserve oh yeah good point big this big old chase scene um the 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 defender strange who i thought was going to have a bigger role um i cannot stress how happy i am with how this movie went yeah Um, the, the marketing uh uh while it did reveal a lot the context for everything was not there. So yeah. I, Zombie Strange, I thought was going to be evil. I thought this guy was going to be our like pro- second protagonist. Like he's dead immediately. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> he's being chased by like some demon. No, they did I a great job. How, how this movie? I also think because of what if, what if played to this movie's strengths a lot because it threw us all off of what like the scene where Wanda busts through, uh, and she has like the red eyes and she's a little bloody. You think, oh, that zombie Wanda from What If. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never bought into that theory. So many things from what if happened. Like, oh, is this so and so from what if? Turns out, no. See, I never, I never thought that Evil Strange was Supreme Strange from What If. Mm -hmm. That never made sense to me. I never thought that was Zombie Wanda. Not once. 
Um, but I get hey, how so, people got sometimes there. Sometimes people can just be wrong. It's okay. Sparks, you've been trying to say something for a bit. I don't remember now. Okay. Sorry. Um, the, yeah, the, the, the scene that I'm trying to like get at. Oh, uh, the, marketing, the marketing did a good job of hiding Wanda as a villain because you were talking about the marketing. Yeah. Because oh, it yeah. kind of makes you, it kind of, there's this, it kind of makes you think that Wanda maybe starts misguided and then turns good. I, or some, or some mix of there. Yeah. Nothing made me happier. Because again, um, I had a feeling like I knew Matt Wendegore was in the movie from, from some just like side material stuff that, that came out. Um, so I assumed Kathan was in a movie. I assumed this movie was going to be third act. Wanda is revealed to have been possessed by Kathan. That's why she's evil. She teams up with Dr. Strange to fight the big bad happy ending for everybody. And that would have been shitty and boring. And it happens literally on every TV show. Of all and time. somehow America Chavez plays a role. Yeah, and somehow just like yeah, she she's the she she is the MacGuffin of the movie, but she is a good character as well. Well, but like that's the the film that you described is the movie that we were kind of pitched yeah. by the trailers has America Chavez, but not no what we don't know what her role is in the film. We don't know that there's, people need to get her, people need to whatever. We don't yeah. get that in the trailers. What is the what the movie is is America Chavez is the MacGuffin. Wanda is Cold Stone Evil, being like I need to get America Chavez's powers. Um, she's mcguffin one and then we have the book of ashanti mcguffin two yeah both 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 hero and villain have different mcguffins it's mcguffin city but you know what it, it's a comic book baby i don't i'm not mad about this one the the when when, when defender strains just running and they're just like oh we got to get to the book of ashanti okay we got it let's get to the book of ashanti and like i was like cool this looks awesome it looks bright it's colorful um better to cover is clearly having a good time in every scene mm-hmm yeah uh, uh yeah the, really it's a great it's a great start of the movie uh again one opening in media res this opening in action is always fun but it shows one the the stakes of the movie like the the plot of the movie but also like the core plot of of Stephen strange and how he is he's always the one who has to hold the knife and he's always the one who has to make the tough decision and it's always black or white it has to you have to die it's just it's unfortunately the way it is and this whole movie's like but does it have to be that way yeah. one and, and that that's it's... what's so good <laughs> And then it's introduced and tied into America's perspective of him mm -hmm. because it's, it's her, like I've encountered strangers and that's what they all do. They all default to the, the logical surgical decision. Yeah. And the fact that she has to later on in the film go, this Steven is different. Yeah. And then, and then even, even still not to like go too spoiler, but like he ends up still having to do the things that the other strangers have done. Like he still has to go into the dark hole and stuff, but like, yeah. It's and that's what, but the difference is like this Steven. See, I think what's interesting is that in a lot of worlds where we see that Steven has become evil, um, it is because of the Darkhold. If the Darkhold is with Stephen Strange, Stephen Strange gets corrupted by the Darkhold. Mm -hmm. But in this universe, Wanda has the Darkhold. So our Steven ends up on a completely different path than the other Stevens, a path that could that leads him to a more compassionate place in the end. Well, but it's more complicated than that because you get Defender Strange who doesn't have the Darkhold and he still makes the choice that you it's as true. an audience go is morally reprehensible, which is to kill America to save the multiverse. Yeah. Um, and our Steven won't make that choice, even when America offers it to him. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's always of like, it has to be this way or the other way. And he's like, well, or we just try to find a better way. We don't. It doesn't have to be black or white. Which like, has never been the way Stephen does it. Yeah. This is change. Yeah. Yeah. Because he because he's he's approached by Doctor West in the beginning about the uh, was there another way? No, there wasn't. Mm -hmm. That kind Some of black great, and white. 
binary that we're talking about. Some great endgame aftermath stuff there. Yeah, the manages... that decision just being present on Doctor Strange specifically manages to be funny and sad in a matter of seconds. Yeah. I think I think that that conversation with West is pretty good. I think all the more damning is uh, later when Wanda throws. Is that was that the kind of thinking that made you give Thanos the Time Stone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which the undercurrent of that being, which led to the death of my husband. Um, yeah, and she's she even says like I put a, I blew a hole through my husband's head and it meant nothing. And he just reversed time. Yeah, so sad. Yeah. Um, the, the uh, kind of the greater good binary thing that we're talking that we're, we we were at war, as he see yeah, he says yeah right and this yeah. is this is very much like a it works very well because this is who Stephen is Stephen has always been first and foremost a surgeon yeah and then he became this sorcerer but he was a surgeon first and so they make the choice the, the whole thing is like for a surgeon you make the choice that you have to make a choice that you say, this is the best way. And in fact, the only way we could do it because you have to follow that way all the way through and win or lose, save a life or don't, you have to say that was the best choice without questioning yeah. it. Because if you question it, you're screwed mm-hmm. yeah. for yourself. He never, you'll, he, you'll lie awake at night thinking about that. And the first, in the first film, it's very clear how he, you know, he, he's, he's given the, the, the pad by Palmer to see like, you know what is this oh Wes is about to kill this man like that has that that is that is the truth that is the fact that i'm going to follow it through because i know i'm right right um and so this is this is a change in his the way he thinks and it's it's such a simple story and it's such a subtle Mm -hmm. presence of a continued growth for steven but it is bookending the story uh, even if it's introduced as a concept with our defender variant, not our main Steven, it is the through line that mm-hmm. gets us all the way to the end where Steven has made these changes and he decides to finally fix the watch. Very Iron Man yeah. 3, uh, I'm going to change things. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a really good point. Uh, the Iron Man 3 analogy. Um, yeah. Uh, really like iron man 3 um a lesser a lesser sequel would have just forgotten entirely about maintaining a storyline connected to the watch connected to steven's relationship with christine um but it's but it's a thoughtful enough thing while not being the dominant point of the film yeah it's just Um, the undercurrent of steven's arc while he's doing all this other stuff and in a similar vein i do want to just say like clearly even without memory of peter parker some amount of the spider-man interaction has changed strange mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. the kind of uh, openness that he only shows Peter near the end of that film, he's showing to America from the get go. I kind of yeah. screwed up how I handled things with a kid recently. I That's... kind of want to do better. Does he shoot spider webs from his butt? I don't know. <laughs> no, I hope, I hope not. not. Um, Wong is great in this as well. Um, oh, MVP. Yeah. Always a... so good. Talking about the talking about the arc that Steven is on, like when Wong and Steven first get together, they always have good chemistry. But like here, a lot of the scenes just kind of like are shine. Um, when he's like, you know, it's ancient custom to bow in front of the Sorcerer Supreme. I know the custom. Wong's Wong's action scenes. Yeah. Uh, when he first comes at Gargantos, so good. Um, yeah, man, the the, the Gargantos um, fight scene is awesome. Yeah. Um, now, I unfortunately saw it like 300 times within trailers and TV spots. Uh, it's still really great. Uh, 
Yeah, but like it, it looks good. Um, there's the, the the whole the whole thing. Like I'm talking about, like the up until yeah. the eyeball comes out. Like there's there's good magic use. Like there, the thing is, like I like the first Doctor Strange movie. It's a it's a pretty good movie. But like a lot of the magic in that is just kind of like sparky sparky whips and shields and things. It's more here, about like, like the crazy visuals as opposed to the spells. Yeah. Yeah, and here we get like really we get like spells. He's like, I'm gonna catch this car with a dog's head coming out, giant dog's head coming out of the ground. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, uh, one of the it was kind of a cheat because I knew there would be more magic, but I did write like new spells. But I was gonna give myself like a like I need like a lot of cool shit to get that one right. And there was immediately like he's throwing heads and he's doing like hydra stuff and like he put he so like throws his stuff. hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he does like literally. That's a D and D movie. Yeah, he throws he hands. throws down his monster hands to pick up the lamp. Yeah, I, it, it's a lot of really really and like very bright, very colorful, very fulfilled with people. Uh, you know what it felt like scene. watching spider-man <laughs> it felt like watching spider-man it's specifically that's that garganto scene was like man yes. it feels like raimi like spider-man yeah yeah I love it. exactly it felt like him doing a superhero story in new york which was just really refreshing and nice there's something really pleasant about watching strange uh put the drink down flip over pull out the cloak and go into that the dude very people. sick very sick. that dude has to show off he does but like, he, it's pretty cool though. He knows he's hot shit. Yeah, yeah. I love how he keeps the the, the cloak the the cloak limitation as like his uh, handkerchief. But yeah. like, he just like puts the drink down and like just takes it. I was like, that's so cool. That's it is really funny. Cool. It is funny that of course this has to happen like ten minutes into his ex girlfriend's <laughs> wedding. Of course, yeah. it has to happen there. Classic superhero stuff. Although the uh, her husband seems to really dig Doctor Strange, so I'm sure he's not mad about it. I really he's watching he's watching the fight. He's like, oh, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. I, like, I really because I thought I was want to get this out of the way. Like, I'm really happy that Sam Raimi got to direct a good movie about his favorite superhero. Hell yeah, yeah. Because his favorite is Doctor Strange, and like, if this movie was bad, it would have felt so bad. But it's not. It's great. It is a Sam Raimi Doctor Strange movie that I wanted. Yeah, and like, it's not like 25 percent a Sam Raimi movie. It's not like, 100. like I would say the only time that I feel. And even still, his direction is fully there, is the, the big cameo part, part of the movie. Even mm-hmm. still, his direction is there. And even like it gets even better with all the brutality that he does. Right. Uh, this is a same, this is, I think this is the most stylish movie the MCU's ever made, hands yeah. down. Like it, it's so, Sam Raimi is such a unique filmmaker. And I get people who don't like his style. Like I get it. Like it's not for everyone. Sam uh, Raimi has been sorry, a Sorry, y'all. He's been a split figure forever. I always loved him. Like, yeah. He's, uh, your new roommate, uh, Jeremy, uh, and I, we, and Sparks was there. Like, we would always watch Sam Raimi movies. We'd always watch I, the, that's I not what there. I meant. That's yeah. not how I meant to say it. But like, we, you know, we would, watch, we would watch all these Bruce Campbell movies, all these Sam Raimi movies together. It was a lot, it was, it was it a lot was, of fun. It was uh, really fun. To, I sat next to, to Jeremy during this movie. Uh, and I knew he was a fan, but like watching the movie, I realized like, oh, this guy's in the Raimi. And there's a specific part Um this is probably what probably my favorite third act of any Marvel movie too. Uh, by the way, um, there's a specific moment where Zombie Doctor Strange is coming to life and guitar licks start playing, oh, and baby. it's the beginning. It's the beginning of the third act, and I and I see Jeremy perk up, and I perk up, and I'm like, Sam Raimi, my God, he's so good, and there's, I'm like, Oh, I was so ready for it. The smooth jazz when Wanda is about to dreamwalk. 
the, oh brown, doo, 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 the, the early thousands gothic guitar yeah the, yeah the, 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 oh my god i saw people like complaining that this was awful but like the the fading in shots of like the editing and like wong coming oh like, this is this is filmmaking this is baby you, you guys are just so used to like bad and boring editing y'all this is like what movies the, are about the thing that like i really appreciate is so i've been talking about like I don't think there's a problem within the MCU. I think this is a blockbuster problem. Like currently blockbusters are sanitized. You know, there's no sex uh, and all the violence is like, there's no weight. There's no real weight to the violence. We talked about with the matrix, how the matrix kind of started that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you see, like this is not that at all. Like I would believe that there would be a, a implied sex scene, a tasteful sex scene uh, in this movie, but there's no romance there in this movie. There is. Christine says, it would be a hell of an incursion. Right. Oh, and then right. in the post-credits, Clea shows up and says, Doctor Strange, you incited an incursion. Bro. Oh! Is he... They banged gotta... before she went back. He's, he's got a baby in 838. Oh my god. It's incursion. It's going to be an incursion, baby. Secret Wars is coming, right? Oh god, we can't. We, we'll talk about it. We'll get there. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying... <laughs> It's uh, there. Oh, so let's talk about Christine. Um, in the first movie, she's fine. Like Rachel McAdams is, is definitely, unfortunately, just like the girlfriend role in that movie. Right. Significantly upgraded in this movie. She not only gets to play multiple characters, she actually gets to like act and have fun and actually I get mean, to do really, action. Really, her primary role because our our main MCU Christine is just at her wedding, and then yeah, we're with true. the eight three eight one for the rest of the time. But that allows her to actually take part and do something, which I thought was wonderful. Yeah, and uh, something I love in in multiverse stories is like constants and like their their love being broken, like them not working out, being a constant everywhere, no matter what, and them being like, I know you're not my strange, but like you are a strange. So like the connections there, I eat that shit up. I love that when it's done well, uh, and like like she starts like tear up and stuff. Like man, that's really it's really fun. And, like that we can have this kind of moment, and then we're about to get a giant like superhero murder massacre. Like it's it's it's, it's got multitudes. Yeah, I also really, really like the, there are things that are destined to always happen in every universe, and one of them being that Doctor Strange can never get with Christine. He always screws it up. Um, Or it's taken away from him, to be fair, Mm -hmm. like the What If episode. Like the What If episode. Yeah, I I really like that that sort of thing. And, And the film is allowed to do stuff like that. The film is allowed to be weird and visually stylistic because, again, the script is is purposefully simple. You know, it, it, it gives the filmmaker room to play with this movie. And, and that's what Sam Raimi gets to do. He gets to play with this movie. And it feels, I agree. it's got such an energy to it. And what's and again, like it being a chase movie, like we are constantly going to new places and just having Wanda destroy the place. And that's just really fun. Uh, uh, and we'll, we'll get to Wanda. Uh, but like, yeah, the, 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 the sets in this, in this movie are really fun. Like I love going to the, the Comertage, seeing like all the different multiverses, like the same location, but in different, in different realities, like seeing the Sanctum Santorum, like four different times, really fun, really cool. Right. Um, yeah, I think, I think that, uh, the, give me a moment to collect my thought again. Um, I think that the script is serviced very well by having the primary, like we we do have the arc about Steven. We have the arc of the Christine analyzing Steven and that causing Steven to do self-reflection, which ultimately is furthering his growth of like, why am I not happy? What do I need to do different? How can I be different, but also accept that I'm not going to be with Christine. Um, And that's secondary, even though he's our main character, that is the secondary story because the primary story is what's happening to Wanda. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the primary story um, and the driving force of the narrative. And that has good things and bad things to it, for sure. Yeah. The um, the scene where, 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 Strange, where they bury Defender Strange mm-hmm. and he's just like, and he's just like, ah, I buried worse. What's the worse? Mm-hmm. He's done some shady shit. Um, so that's but, got violated ordinance. It's like great, great setup, by the way. I did not think that that was going that that was where that was going to happen when that happens. But as soon as he's like getting ready to dream to, to dream walk, I was like, zombie strange. Yeah, I I people clocked it. Um, People clocked it in trailers saying that they were the same people. But but I didn't buy it uh, yeah. for, for whatever reason. But they are wearing the same clothes. Just one's really gross and tattered. Um. But yeah, what a what a third act, man! Like for real. Um, do we want to talk about Wanda? Do you want to talk about Wanda? Talk about Wanda. I, do, I do, and I kind of want to get to some of the negatives before, because there's a lot to gush about in this movie, and I do yeah. kind of want to tackle. And I think Wanda, as as wonderful as there are things to talk about Wanda, it, the, the biggest negative comes with Wanda, mm-hmm. um, which is that it's it is a bummer to watch them take the most developed of the female superheroes and the one with mental uh issues yep get tossed into the villain category and kind of thrown under the bus uh that that is unfortunately also what happens in comics with wanda and this is this is coming from the source material and this is a story that a lot of people have also wanted to be done as much as other people have not elizabeth olsen wanted to do this for a long time right that that people have wanted to do with the scarlet witch and everything and i don't think that necessarily the problem is with this movie I think the problem is that WandaVision improperly prepared for this story. I I will agree with that. Yeah. I think that WandaVision leaves you in a space, regardless of the post-credit scene that shows that she's messing with the dark hold and hears her son's voices. And that, that kind of implies like, Ooh, sinister things could happen because of that. All of us still walked away from WandaVision thinking what that meant is that she was going to be tempted to want to go into the multiverse, not murder many people. (laughs) Um, Because part of WandaVision's beautiful conclusion, and it was, was her acceptance of loss and letting them go. And this is very much not that piece. Uh, And I, I don't think people are wrong to feel gross out or betrayed especially if this is a character who they relate to for their mental issues i know this is something i'm sure ryan you've talked with pepper about because i have um where like it did not it it honestly triggered pepper to watch wanda's ptsd be manipulated this way um and i think that's that's valid Absolutely. Uh, i think that i think that a better pretense to this film would have fared this film better um and it can be a little too simple to go, well, Wanda's also corrupted by the Darkhold. That's yeah. why this is happening. You know, it's Wanda spent too much time with the Darkhold, and that's why this has gone to full-blown, I'm willing to murder many, many people. Um, on a second watch, even thinking about that, part of part of where I think that doesn't hold as, as solid a water is that the Darkhold gets destroyed partway into this movie. Wanda's still on her path. Mm-hmm. Wanda's not free of that of that dark hold. If that's going to be our uh, thinly veiled excuse for well, Wanda's I, actions, I, just rebuttal. I don't think it's a thinly veiled, veiled excuse. Personally, um, the way I took that is like the dark hold wouldn't like you wouldn't snap out of it immediately. Like the dark hold's an infection that it would wear off as as you get further away from the book. Sure, I can agree with that. My point being that like for people who 
are not wanting to see them do this to Wanda, yes, it is a thinly veiled excuse in a writing standpoint. The Darkhold is a get-out-of-jail-free card on Wanda as a character who wouldn't normally do this. The reason is the Darkhold. Mm. Um, And that is being a plot device to allow them to do these things to the character. Again, I think in a world where the lead-up to this was maybe a little more cohesive and function properly as a base for this story with Wanda, or where she wasn't your only big prominent female superhero right Mm now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it would land differently, but those are the circumstances. And I feel like people who feel jilted by the way that Wanda's treated is, is fair. Yeah. This Um, is, this is, it was the hardest thing. It was the thing I was rubbing up against the most while I was watching it in both good ways and being like, I can see where this is, this is not favorable for just the treatment of women with mental health problems and PTSD on screen. That is a hundred percent valid. And that is uh, of all the talk I've seen about this movie. That is the biggest, the biggest thing. Um, I, I, I agree with all that. It, it truly, it comes down to the fact for me, um, <laughs> we are really ingrained in the MCU. If you're someone who doesn't know anything about the MCU and you come to just watch the Sam Raimi movie, it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, this is absolutely MCU fans and they're right. Like they're 100% right. Like, like uh, this is not the direction I personally would have took Wanda after WandaVision. Um, cause I thought that was done. I thought that's the point of WandaVision, right? Um, that being said, like she does become, she is, she does become a villain in the comics for a little bit. Right. And like the thing I was talking about setting up stuff for the future. Um, the thing that I really, I think they're setting up for the future with this is children's crusade because she, she dies and she, and she's missing for years and she has amnesia and then she shows up and she's Dr. Doom's like mistress or whatever. Right. Uh, this is not the, this is not the full arc for Wanda. People think that WandaVision was just the arc. That mm-hmm. is not. This is a character who's going to be evolving for a long time, and it's unfortunate. This is the the biggest comparison I can do. Unfortunately, make is this is Zack Snyder Superman comparison. It's it, we are not where the character is in the comics, and like this is not where like people don't want Wanda to be this character. Uh, it's going to take a while to get to the character that like you want her to be. Because Marvel doesn't want that. Also, the actor doesn't want that. The actor, this is what the actor wants for the character, and that's unfortunate for the fans. Um, that being said, like at the end of the day, I I look at this as just again a movie, and I had a really good time with the movie. Uh, if I like showed this to my mom, she wouldn't know any of that stuff about Wanda. And that's this is we are a nerd podcast, so like we have to talk about like that stuff. Right. Uh, it the movie is so good. It, I am able to divide my MCU-ness and just watch it as a movie. I know that's the opposite of what the podcast is about. I know it is. But, like, I I, I just, I just, didn't think about it as, like, oh, they're disrespecting Wanda. I'm like, I'm watching a kick-ass movie right now. Um, and that's, sure. But that's, that's me not thinking about representation and stuff, like watching, just wanted to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like, that's a lot of how, how I was viewing it the first time with, with, like, a minor amount of, like, thinking thinking about, like, where WandaVision left us leading into this. And I do think that that's where a lot of the onus lies is that WandaVision treats it not only as like Wanda's acceptance of loss, but like a, a she's kind of, I know you saw this too, like people talking about like, she kind of gets a pass narratively from the, the third person objective of the audience. Like yes. Wanda gets a pass on the thing she did in Westview. And like, that wasn't the way to handle that. That was meant to be like, this is a weight. This is a weight that's going to carry on. Yes. And, and the thing about like, I, again, like this isn't the last we're going to see of the Scarlet Witch. There's no way that she's dead. Obviously mm-hmm. this is such a comic book character thing to do. Um, it's unfortunate that like the villain, the, the, the comic character 
has villainous ties. She 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 took away the powers of 16 million people and a lot of them died. Like she is she she has a history of trauma and that's unfortunate that Marvel wants to lean into that. Um that being said, I think the execution of it is really fun. The only thing that I would have needed to make this seem better is Yes, a dark hole is corrupting her. That's unfortunately that is the main reason she is this evil. They needed to explore more of that. They simply needed to show how bad, maybe more Cathan corruption. But like, I wouldn't want this. I wouldn't want them to remove Wanda from this movie as a villain. I also wouldn't want them sure. to, to scapegoat it as Cathan being the bad guy taking away everything she's done. This I think is her being a bad person is a good character choice. Wanda fans will not agree. I think um, this is like, and a lot of this is stemming from not necessarily all my read. This is me having conversations with others, specifically, yeah. as I mentioned, Pepper, mm -hmm. about um, what they felt because they were very, very unhappy with what was done with Wanda in this series. And I, and I see where it's coming from. Yeah. And I think that it's fair. Uh, the, some of the things that some of these people, not specifically Pepper, are, are asking for is like, why couldn't it have been a different universe Wanda? Why couldn't it have been something like what you're saying with Kathan having been controlling Wanda? And I'm like, that wouldn't have felt right either because part of why I like watching it so much is because every time Wanda's doing something bad, I'm going, oh no, Wanda, no, I'm invested in her. Therefore, she's a great villain because I don't want her. It's like watching Anakin kill the younglings and exactly. kill the Jedi. Yes. It's, that, it's that turn. And so it's a powerful villain because of that. So so I don't necessarily think that's the solution. What I do grant is I think maybe something visually should have been done a little more clearly. I, I think it's there, but like maybe just for like really blatant, put it out there about how much the dark hold has Wanda. Yeah. From the jump. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a great reveal in this where strange goes to Wanda and he says, uh, you know, smells real. Like the apple yes. farm is like, Oh, I, I put the magic all behind me and blah, blah, blah. And she's, getting, she's spinning this yarn. And then she says, why don't you bring America here? You didn't tell me her name, did you? Um, and then there's the, like the hurt, like all the, like the, the, the destroyed world that she has created here. Great reveal. I think Elizabeth Olsen is, is, is stupendous in this movie. She is, she is, yeah. she is really, really good in this yes. movie. It's probably my favorite performance of her in any of these movies um, yeah. of her. So of her uh, in that orchard scene, how'd you feel about seeing Kaylin in the big on the big screen? I'm not, I swear to God, but I'm not joking. I, I really did think of that. It looked disgusting. It looked horrible <laughs> and gross, full of dead monsters, the dead trees or whatever. Um, that yeah. that I always forget that her powers are tied to one of the Infinity Stones. So her doing like the reality change, like Thanos did in Infinity War or in Endgame or whatever. Like, man, I, that's so cool. Like, I forgot. Like, oh man, she really is powerful. And the thing that I love about this movie is like, we she is so strong in this movie, dude. She could take on every magician in Kamertage, every sorcerer, whatever you want to call him, every Harry Potter boy. Uh, I love that they really get to see like this is what the Scarlet Witch is capable of. She can she can summon monsters. She can warp reality. Uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a bit where Wong is preparing everyone. Is like the Scarlet Witch is a being of immense power because like we learned fortify one of your things. minds. Fortify your minds. <laughs> It's so funny because he's first fortify your shields, and then it's like, now it's your minds. It's like people laugh in the audience, and I'm like, you guys are laughing for the right reasons. Because it's kind of silly because he's like fortify, he's like really into it's it. Such a but like such a great shot when she swoops around that guy. Oh yeah. The like there the, there's a lot of um Nope. Oh uh, no. we're talking about Wong. <laughs> when Wong when Wong is talking about like getting ready for like getting people ready for for wanda he's like talking about like she can warp reality she has the ability to 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 conjure anything she wants um because we learned in wandavision how the scarlet witch is a mythical figure um that is a, this destined witch to show up 
I also really like the visual design of uh, like keeping the visual continuity of both Strange and Wanda. Um, and so they have um, so seeing them like connect together with the different styles of witchcraft and sorcery created a really interesting contrast visually. I yeah. I also forget like like because they reminded me like yeah sorcery and witchcraft are different things like they're yeah. doing different they're doing different things um you just lump it in with magic um yeah. I do want to I do want to highlight uh, Marty and Sam are bringing up some ex- some really interesting and nice things over in the comments we're not, we're not uh, going going too ben. high on them or anything you can um, these two are going there. at it so I'm no 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 we weren't we were we were deep in what we were doing but um like uh, Sam's talking about it being a, a good parallel for uh, American view of mental health I think that there's an amount of that um i think it's also this gets dicey and like having moon Knight out at the exact same time where it's doing like good pretty good mental health representation but it's for a male and now we've got our female kind of mental health our main one for the mcu um and what's going on here is like mm, a little questionable i i think that uh this is the last thing i really want to say in the in the negative on this because i'm i'm more positive by far even about wanda than anything else um I do think that the line I'm not a monster, I'm a mother is really puts, a, funny. puts a little too much onus on uh, in the direction of the thing that everyone is bothered by, which is a woman out of control of her emotions it, it, it trope. And I, I do think that, that that specific line, why that's rubbed up against so many people, I think is totally fair. Um, yeah. That that it, it treats it as like any mom can go crazy like this uh, is... Ugh um i do i do think the line about uh your kids are made of magic well all mothers use magic to make their i think that's a good one that's a, that's i think a that's a, i think that's a good one um uh marty brought up a point about um if strange had come in to save the day in wandavision um maybe it would have been a better lead-in because the choice wouldn't have been put on wanda mm. maybe i just think there was a there was a th- this is one of those things where like certainly the pandemic right affected this because again this was supposed to be before no way home um, so all kinds of things about how they thought about what they were doing with this movie changed, but like WandaVision both works as a lead into this movie and also kind of is a detriment to some aspects of it. It's interesting, um, yeah, because like if you watch WandaVision, you're you're kind of you're kind of getting like, oh, so the, so that show didn't end the way I thought it was. So that doesn't really count, right? She's not bad. But also you absolutely need that background for the for the relevance and emotional connection of the boys. That is the one thing I will say. Uh, this is, I think you'll be fine. Like if you're a casual person coming to watch this movie, I think you'll be fine. But I do think you are, this is one of the first things where you're really lacking if you don't watch WandaVision. Because like they throw the Darkhold, like, like, oh, you have the Darkhold. That's it. Like you're just supposed to like kind of know what the dark hole well, is. And she and she is the Scarlet Witch now, which is a concept that that if you are just watching the MCU stuff and you didn't watch WandaVision, that's a concept you know nothing about. If you go from Endgame to this, yeah, there's a lot that you you're missing. Yeah, um, I, it, which is interesting. Like uh, it's it's cool to see like this is the first MCU film that's really required one of the the shows now. Yeah, it's it's I um, I like it. Yeah. I really I really like her costume. She's in a costume yes. the whole movie, um, and it's a corrupted version. Mm-hmm. Of her, co- her of her costume from WandaVision. Love See, it. very, very glad that we have the black fingertips. Oh, it's so sweet. Because again, like it's telling you about that dark old corruption. Yeah, I, Agatha, I, I, doesn't Agatha have the black fingertips? Yeah. In yes. Yes. And yeah. um um I think, it, I think it's a bummer. A bummer that the strange who's um uh fixated on the dark hold doesn't have them. Yeah, um, I, I I looked for it the second viewing and I'm like, ugh, he should have them too. Is it? Like, it should be a consistent thing. They, the Steven who's destroyed 
uh, by Black Bolt. Yeah, the does, one. Yeah, but the one who he fights who has the third eye does not. Um, okay. Which I think was a, a unfortunate because I think it should have stayed a cohesive, yeah. Uh, yeah. visual link of yeah. the corruption. Again, like uh, agreeing with Pepper that there should have been something a little more pronounced for it. Mm -hmm. I remember watching it. I see Wanda's crown or her tiara, or whatever the heck you want to call it. And I'm looking at it, that looks more broken than the last time I saw it. It's got like black, it's like, it's got like black, like sick lines running through it. It's got like black cracks on it. And then you see your costume itself, you see the sick lines and how it's a little darker. And the more I saw, I was watching this movie and also like one of my favorite bits of this movie was when she's in the mirror dimension and she comes out of the mirror dimension. Jesus. Oh my God. I love it. And you see beautiful. You see the cuts. You see like the veiny grossness when she rings. When she rings out of the gong. Let's talk about all of that right now because, like, my God, when they trap her in the mirror dimension and she like, like the you see like it's attacking her, and then you see her like reach through, and you kind of see her like running through the puddles as they're trying to cover them. I I oh. wanna I wanna point out like with that, I thought it was a very nice touch that Wanda can be very good at magic, but Wanda's very good at her magic. And yeah. one is not familiar with everything. So she's never encountered the mirror dimension before. Didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, because because like the, the reason, so like, cause she's in it and then she makes a move and then the spikes show up and then yeah. she, and then an she tries to wave. throw a ball and that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and when we get to later in the film, when the spirits come at her, this is also something she's never encountered before. It's overwhelming her. It's scary for her. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that she's not just like competent in all ways with magic. Yeah. yeah. That we see that she can be put on her back foot. Uh, the, the the there's some genuinely like honestly I think I think this movie does a really good job with its horror beats. Yeah. Um, I'll use horror in like quotes because it's not like you know I'm not scared of this movie, but like for the, when, MC, it's the, for the most MCU, horror the MCU's ever had. When is... he bursts, when she bursts through mm -hmm. the gong and she rips through, and you just see her like contorting through and with all the scars, genuinely terrifying. Um, great. This is great. what I thought Moon Knight was gonna be like, guys. Great. This is what I thought Moon Knight was gonna be. And and Moon Knight up to up to the release of this movie, Moon Knight also had the scariest moment in the MCU with that episode four, the tomb, yeah, sure. um, which I just rewatched. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty freaky. Got nothing on Multiverse of Madness now, though. <laughs> um, nope. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The sound design that they do for like when Wanda's approaching and about to do her magic, the whispering, the sounds, um, yeah. all very very good. Like Elizabeth Olsen's able to play the very tense and scary presence, but also empathetic character because yeah, i yeah. care about wanda and i don't want wanda to do these things uh we're all fans or most of us are fans of of the evil dead uh franchise and so that scene with the reflections is ripped straight out of army of darkness <laughs> uh evil ash is trying to come through a mirror so they're they're breaking mirrors throwing stuff over mirrors uh there's an eyeball that pops out of a floor that's just like like ash's eyeball uh coming mm -hmm. out of his shoulder and i'm like god i cannot i i cannot believe this is a 200 million dollar evil dead movie i'm watching right. like it's so I had such a good time. Like, I cannot wait to see this again. Uh, the the sequences when she's first dream walking into the 838 Wanda. And oh. you get the Wanda in the photo frame that, like, is celebrating, then slowly turns and stares oh. her down. Got uh, me a little bit. And then <laughs> and then when finally taken over, looks at the camera. There's there's so much there's so much in that sequence like just visually her her possessing this 838 version of her with the mute with the Danny Elfman music and you see the she's not moving but like the the set is moving like the bowls fly that way and like mm -hmm. she she's struggling um, there's a bit where she looks up and you see and like like our Wanda looks up with her like she's mm -hmm. the reflection. Yes. Yes. And it's kind of ghostly. It doesn't look like a natural reflection. It's like a ghostly reflection that's really kind of bright red. 
Uh, wonderful, good, wonderful. Good time because you said it. Uh, good time to bring up Danny Elfman's just really on his shit in this one. Man, yeah. I, I, I am seeing people like disrespecting Danny Elfman this week, and I will say. It's not as egregious as other movies. Yes, the main Doctor Strange score is not used 100% through the entire movie. Not every score has to be used the entire time. It is in the movie. It It is in it. I heard it. Importantly, it's in there more than people think it is. For real. I've seen people say like they erased his score. And I'm like, no, they just changed the instruments it's played with and the tempo it's moving at. Yeah. I thought it was great. Plus, like, uh, the introduction of Wanda, it's the WandaVision do-do-do-do, or whatever. Not only... Yeah, yeah he so has good. the WandaVision theme, the Captain America theme, and the X-Men 97 theme all put in here. I had to change my pants. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. When, Daniel when... Has, is a big proponent of respecting old themes. That's why when he did the Justice League theatrical cut, Hell you yeah. hear Batman and Superman themes. Yep. The... the, the, the I was like, oh? It's so so. Before we get to the cameo scene, uh, uh, yeah. I think Wanda's opening sh- opening again. I think uh, if you didn't see WandaVision, it is it is a bummer. But like the opening scene with her is really good because you see her with the family. It's everything's great, and then she wakes up and and it feels really sad. It is yeah. super sad immediately. You're like, oh, I guess she doesn't have because it goes because when it when she wakes up, it's very bright. But as the camera's turning with her getting up, it's getting darker and drearier. It's so it sad. Yeah. He has a uh, she has a thing where it's like, so why send the demons? Why send the demons up to the little girl? Why don't you go get herself? That was me being merciful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, like I, I do agree with these sparks. Like I think she is she is way too murdery without giving more of an explanation that like the dark hold really has a hold on this woman. Like they they really needed to cement that in for how many people she murders. Like truly. Like she like in a, she's a bad person. She's an Avenger. She's yeah, an that, Avenger who's absolutely. doing this. She's a, yeah. That fight at Carmitage uh that bull dude feel so bad for that bull dude oh uh, uh, um, rin, rin, rintash or whatever when 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 she's like fortify your minds and, and she like she finds one and like does her like age of ultron thing where she like you know possessed yeah. the, the avengers oh wonderful wonderful elizabeth also um, is so great in this movie yeah very and scary love the uh i think wakandan sorcerer who destroys the dark hold yeah 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 the, the sound wakandan. sure yeah yeah um, she, there's a, sh- a shout out to uh, Dapper London Sorcerer with the with the rapier. Oh yeah, when the when the other guys come out, he's... yeah, wonderful. Love you, love your look. Cool. Look. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, going into the chat real quick because Sam has another comment that's been there for a while. She's, uh, hmm. She said you could have called this One Division season two. No, I can't. Star- starring Doctor Strange. No, I, I don't it think would it would be very different as a plot. show. It doesn't carry over the plot threads from One Division. Hmm. Yeah, like not other really. Than, other than the about, children existing about TV stuff. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about let's talk about Earth eight three eight. Uh, real quick, let's talk about America. Let's talk about oh yeah, America. Um, America I think, sucks. Uh, I think she's the country. <laughs> I think that she's. Uh, I think she's introduced well. I like the actor. Yeah. Um, I think she unfortunately suffers from like the plot is happening to her she is yes. not actively taking part in it until pretty much the end yeah but i still like her relationship with steven the fact that she's driven by how much can i trust you because there are others who have wronged me before and and being then standing up for this steven i think she's got um, good energy i think she has good energy too i i, I think that like it, it serves what it's supposed to for this film 
Um, I think it's I think it's unfortunate, but just like this plot does have to happen to her. She is essentially yeah. a MacGuffin. I, I do know kind of like Wanda fans, I do know America fans not happy with this one. And and I and I get it. They, this is very much uh Birds of Prey Cassandra Cassandra Kane happening, where in the comics, uh, America is very, very strong. She knows what she's doing, she doesn't need people's help, which right. is kind of the fun thing about the comic we read. Sure. Um and this is very much her learning to be who she is, and I have no problem with that, but I'm also not tied to the character as much. So Right. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the key there. Like for for I mean for Cassandra Kane, like I don't mind her for that movie. I just don't it's a baffling way to adapt her. Yeah. I yeah. think we could still see I know, like, the MCU has fallen into this trap a lot lately, but, like, we could still see America grow into the character she is in the comics. She's only 13 in this movie. She's very young. She's supposed to be 13? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. I'm um, sure I'm sure that she will. Um, that's interesting because we'll do some Young Avengers talk after this. That's interesting. Yeah. Making her young is actually a smart. That's actually smarter than I uh, I will. I will highlight, like, it's not my my gripe, but I it is out there, and I I would be remiss to not mention it, considering how hard I came after Spielberg's West Side Story. Um, America is Puerto Rican, and the actor Sochiel Gomez, who I like, is Mexican, yeah. and um, there's plenty of people who are upset about that. I think that if that there's validity to that, I think there's an amount of um, this all also came up around Spielberg's West Side Story. A lot of Puerto Ricans talking about like it's a bummer that two of the three uh, leads are not Puerto Rican, um, but a bunch of the extras are. And yeah, uh, I I think this is uh, also stems from like having to recognize that Puerto Rico is being mistreated by our country. Not to like fully tangent us, but like that they're lobbying and have been lobbying for years to actually be be ratified as a state because they are a part of the United States of America, even though we don't acknowledge it that way as a country, we don't treat it that way. They are, um, they are essentially the 51st state. We just refuse to make them that they can't. Uh, and I think when that amount of representation in the rep in the political body is so absent, having any kind of glimmer of moments, especially to be, have your hero in the MCU not be played by someone who is Puerto Rican. I understand why that is upsetting people. Um, and I think it's I think that's reasonable to put out there that like being uh, being filed under the umbrella of Latin uh, X generality is not good enough. Sometimes um, we need to recognize that Mexican is not the same thing as Puerto Rican. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's totally valid. And I'm I'm sorry for them that that that's the way that it's going over. Yeah. Um, one of my one of my squares that i got right was we would visit the the the, the utopian parallel we did for a hot second mm -hmm. uh real quick so actually i think there's only really one one scene that i could think of that i thought was just kind of like it was kind of uh, shot weirdly uh and it's the scene when they're in the they're in earth a3 whatever and they're going past the memory the memory, the memory lane and it's just the way it's shot like for for Stephen <clears throat> strange i think it's fine but like she steps onto this memory device. We get the most traumatic memory she's ever seen. I think it's it's shot kind of weirdly. I think like the scene where her parents get sucked up, I think it's just executed poorly. I think it's a, a poorly shot scene. And then she's just like, oh, let's just talk about it. And like, that is just to show you what happened to her parents. And I think that could have been done in such a more interesting, fun, clever way than a memory, a random like memory machine that she steps on. Like, which is just a demo that tries to get you to buy the service, but will also a, show you one of the most haunting memories you have to try and get thing. you to buy it. They will show you your origin story on the free trial. <laughs> yes, yes. I just thought that scene was extremely poorly handled, and I'm like, 
I'm glad that like the explanations there, we got the two moms saying that's great. Like I wish that was, I think that was, I wish it was handled just completely different. Let's talk about some cameos. How about? Hell yeah. Let's talk about murder. Um, so we meet the Illuminati by way of Baron Mordo, who is yes. the Sorcerer Supreme of 838. Okay, real quick. So I've, I don't I don't think I ever talked to you about this, uh, like this specific plot point, like when we saw the trailers for the Illuminati. I was under the assumption, I don't know about you guys, this was the Illuminati for the multiverse. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Because the fact that it's just the Illuminati of this Earth specifically makes all of these cameos fine. We'll talk about performances and all this stuff after, but like the fact that it is Reed Richards, it's Captain Marvel, it is Black Bolt. Like this is just another world where all I, this stuff happened. And I think that is so good. I was so worried that it was the multiversal Professor X and it's not, it's not. I, I agree with you and I'm very happy it is the way it is. It, it made that scene for me like infinitely more enjoyable because I was, I was actually kind of dreading the multiverse stuff happening with them. Not, not to continue to push off the cameos more, but can we talk about Mordo for a second? Because we all thought Mordo was Mordo from the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we're we're wrong. and, and I think it's, it's fine. I think it's an enjoyable appearance. Um, I think it's very funny that clearly they have no idea what to do with the storyline they set up for Mordo. Mm -hmm. And so they might just never do it. <laughs> and I think that's very funny. It is funny. Here's the thing. Like, clearly Mordo was, didn't really have a, a role in this movie as Mordo from 616. They probably could have done it in some way where they team up or whatever, whatever. Like, I'm very, glad, I'm very glad they didn't try to force it. Yes, the fact that he's in the movie still means that, like, we want Mordo in our movie. Uh, it doesn't make sense for his normal character to show up. So we, he is the Sorcerer Supreme part of the Illuminati. I'm like, I'm so glad that he's here. Like, it's, it's awesome. The the well, implication feels very much like he is uh the kind of like the Robotnik to Strange's Sonic where he's like yeah we, he's he's like one of my greatest enemies right now and so like they clash and then Mordo's like I'll get you next time Strange and then disappear and that's kind of his role in the MCU and has been for the past few years yeah. he snapped and dedicated his whole life to kill to try to kill me yeah yeah off screen right uh, exactly. Yeah, I really, I really like the the kind of like everyone is, in the audience is like tense when Mordo shows up. Yeah, which is also again an ex, an escalation for that six one six character because that's not how he left Strange and Doctor Strange. He mm -hmm. was just trying to take magic back away from sorcerers. It wasn't I want to murder Stephen Strange. <laughs> Apparently, it's there now. Yeah, whatever these two had was serious beef, <laughs> super beef. And he's the Black Manta for Aquaman. We just uh -huh. got to yes. see Black yeah, Manta. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think that the the moment I'm, I'm so curious to watch the scene without a screaming audience because like there's a bit where it's like you know Christine says I'm a I'm a I'm like a whatever for the Baxter Foundation. I was like oh I marked uh, immediately I marked I couldn't help it the first Fantastic Four thing I'm such a fan like that I for real like that was that was enough for me and I lost I lost my mind yeah. yeah and so like that was like the thing and I was like oh okay and then like we man they go for it like we get captain we get captain carter we get captain marvel we get john krasinski as reed richards mm -hmm. um blackagar baltagon the most important of them come on anson mount coming back to play black bolt is so great he's good um, he's never I'm he so, wasn't the problem with that show no he really wasn't he was the best thing of that show um i really i got i'm really excited that he's in this I got first. I saw people online saying, "Why would any actor want to reprise a role just to get murdered?" And I'm like, "Why you guys would don't, you? You guys why really? Would, why would anybody ever want to be in an MCU movie? Not just <laughs> exactly, yeah. Not just to be in the MCU movie. 
like have such a fun role as this like oh you're gonna blow my head up that sounds like that sounds so fun working with sam raimi like y'all like some people are crazy and no. like they get they get really interesting things to do like we, we see them kill their strange um you and know it's, it's through black bolt and on black titan. bolt on titan and so man that never thought i'd see that professor xavier on titan and that yellow <laughs> that yellow Bro, i never I never thought we'd hear Patrick Stewart say Thanos. Bro, yeah, what a too. movie. What a movie. Like, the the, second, like we ahead. all knew Patrick Stewart was in there because we hear his voice in the trailer, but when he shows up on the wheelchair he does the mind thing with like like the second waves just like it used to be in the cartoon shows. Like that I was that was the whole, moment. That I wish marketing theme. hadn't. Yeah, I'll I be honest. I yeah, wish yeah. marketing hadn't given it away. Hundred yeah. percent. That when, would rock my world. When, so like when when you and you even get like a character up for 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 Professor Xavier because like when he's before Black Bolt kills him he says I'm sorry old friend mm-hmm. um so you kind of get this like remorse a little bit maybe that transfers I, to their strange right he yep. says I shall miss you old friend I shall miss and you then, old uh, friend because Black Bolt gets the I'm sorry yeah and- Black Bolt I do you remember Ryan when he kills his son from the future. By saying, uh, by saying, well, what do you hope to see? My son vaporizes him. Uh, like yeah, that uh, big vaporization energy so, in this. Uh, I didn't watch all of the all of Inhumans. I'm sorry, Marvel. I watched the first thirty, the first half of the first episode, maybe. Uh, but uh, I didn't really see how Black Bolt's powers would operate. And like, that's the thing is, like, he he can whisper and blow up a mountain, right? So like, when when it started to happen, I'm like. Well, I guess it looks cool, but it's not doing much. Oh, there goes the rest of the the rest of the, the stuff on Rome. Yeah, there it is. And it's so it's so cool to see to, to how they visualize it. I think amplifies I think Sam, and amplifies. I think Sam Raimi did a really interesting job with the with all their their powers. How reimagining these powers for kind of what a Sam Raimi MCU film would look like. Mm-hmm. But like you see, like even like the sound design on Black Bolt scream, how it's the I'm sorry starts quiet and it keeps amplifying and, and keeps like it amplifying. screams even though it's get louder and louder. Yeah, and, and so like then you get like what we talked about, like Ben talked about, like Xavier does the does from the from the ninety seven cartoon with the with the waves coming out of his head, and even like points. So Brandon, points hold on, the ninety two cartoon. Ninety two cartoon. This was, but but the 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 music was credited from X Men ninety seven, which isn't out yet. Oh, this is the Xavier. This is the world from X Men ninety two. So that means Xavier dies in this world twenty five years later. <laughs> Yes, because we yes! were because we, we said at the we said at the end it was like oh so nothing of what if carried over and we were just like well I guess this could be the Captain Carter universe. Uh, I it could be, but I think it's just like oh this this is the Captain Carter like it's there isn't a Steve Rogers. Yeah, I, and there's just yeah. more multiverses that have Captain yeah. Carters. Uh, so that's the it. thing. The, let me tell you why. Uh, oh, Haley Atwell, my love. She she looks really good. Let, she got bisected. Been... Oh God. Let me Ooh. tell you. Let me tell you. I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh. I, I there was a tinge of cringe when she was like I could do this all day, but I immediately loved it because no, you can't. Because <laughs> the well, second later she's dead, and I'm like, that's actually really funny. I think all the deaths of the Illuminati are brilliantly brutal. Um, they're 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 suggested brutality, except for like Black Bolt, who's used to see his head cave in. Um, oh my god, which is honestly terrifying when Black Bolt's like. I cannot oh. believe, I cannot believe. Like I, again, like this isn't this isn't rated R, but like for a Marvel movie, I cannot believe we saw that. Yeah, it's like it's, I, it's the thing so is like good. this I, film isn't isn't as sanitized as other Marvel films have been. I also love how cocky the Illuminati is, especially um, Maria Lambeau, 
But she's like, oh, we can handle a little witch who decides to Lambo. <laughs> Maria Lambo. <laughs> Maria Lambo. No, it's like, I love it. No, I'm not. That's, I, that's, that's brilliant. I that's cool. a better name. It's Rambo, Ben, if you didn't know. That's what I said. You said no, Lambo. You said, you said oh. Lambo. Lamborghinis are pretty hot. <laughs> Anyways, when she's all acting cocky about how it's like, oh, we can handle a little witch, and then they just get murdered left and right. Well, one um, of the oh, things that... Hold on. And oh, also, I just love how Wanda is is just supremely evil in this scene, like where she says, what mouth? And then when she's talking to um, to Mr. Fantastic, and she's like, your children, you still, do they have money? Uh, yeah. Mom's That's like, what I want to talk about. Good. And she goes, good. Then someone can care for him. And well, kills him by turning him into string cheese. It's like, yikes. Well, the thing that I really like about that scene is is like, yeah, you're talking about you're talking about Maria and Black Bolt. They're pretty cocky in that moment. They're like, yeah, we're hot shit because that's who their characters are. But Reed tries to stalk her down. You know, I really appreciate that Reed is like, hey, like, by the way, I never thought we'd see Mr. Fantastic Powers this, this early. Um, Bro, come on. I can't even with this one. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, if he possessed an innocent woman, you know, tries to tries to tries to to reason with her. And even thinks she's he's got it when when he's asked about the children thing, and then he gets unraveled. So there's, I, go ahead. No, no, I've I've talked more than you. You got. Uh, so there's something kind of awkward. I think uh, it stood out more on a second viewing about um the way that Charles stays behind and tells Strange that he's like Stephen, if you get out of here, get America to the Book of Vashanti and be safe. And I'm <laughs> yes. like, I mean, yes. like, why don't you just let him go then? There's something confusing about why they decide to just like Xavier leaves. They decide to just leave Mordo and Strange in that room, and I'm like, people are dying, and I'm like, I don't know yeah. what exactly the goal is here. I get Mordo's like stubbornness, but I it's confusing because yeah, it's like I, Mordo I doesn't care about saving his friends. I I will. Uh, this isn't even me defending the scene or pushing back. It's just a thought. Like it is so chaotic. Like they're at the Baxter building. Like this this should never have happened. Like this is like the thing I like about the scene is like. This is a world where they won. Where like they didn't have to have the insane fight with Thanos that our Avengers did. They they beat him with the Book of Ashanti easy, right? So like they are so cocky, they don't think Wanda's a threat. And then their shit starts getting rocked. So like I can understand like well, they even they, and... their Wanda, their Wanda's not a threat. Yeah. So they're just like, yeah, this is fine. There's only like yeah, there's only one Scarlet Witch, and it's not in this universe. Um, so like I guess I can give. I haven't again. I've only seen it once. So like I don't remember the order of things, but like things are getting out of hand. Maybe like. I, can't I mean, I definitely, I definitely think that this group is, as a whole, is like a little too in their own shit of like, Stephen, you're the real problem here, and it's like, ah, uh, I'm telling you, the Scarlet Witch is gonna kill you, and they're like, Stephen, yes. that's why I Steven, like it. That's why I love you're it. the problem. I love it. And I'm it. like, mm. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> but it's a, here's, but he, but but the way the scene is written with Charles when he tells him everything is that it's like him saying, we'll see what kind of strange you are, and Stephen's like, thank you. And then it cuts away. But then when we cut back to the room, Charles isn't there, but Mordo's there and they haven't let Steven go. And I'm like, I don't know why we didn't let yes. Steven go at this point. I do agree with that. I think that I think there's a weird editing thing there that I'm like, well, but they didn't have the remote. Sh <laughs> sure. But like, it's still just like Xavier has given this like kind of I'm giving you my blessing yeah. moment, but we're just going to leave them stuck in this room i i do agree with that uh the the thing that like because i have seen people be like the illuminati are like so stupid um like guys like the in the comics as well like the illuminati are so arrogant and like they 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 think they always know what's right like they are heroes but like they right. they're they're always making the, like the 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 worst decisions 
and that's always it gets always Doctor Strange. They've never had to deal with Wanda as powerful as she is here, so they don't they don't think about having to deal with the it. problem. The problem is people who are too married to their ideas of Charles, especially Patrick Stewart's Charles and John Krasinski's Reed Richards. They're like they wouldn't get taken out by a woman, bro. Let like, alone Wanda. Like yes, uh, uh, one Scarlet Witch is super strong. Two Reed is hella arrogant, and I especially think in this universe, like. Like, we're, again, all the Thanos stuff happened very differently. And he's, like, hot shit. He's part of the Illuminati. They're in the Baxter building. Like, he's, like, King Honcho. He's, like, I, I'm, nothing can hurt me. He's uh, living, he's living the Tony Stark life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, there's, there's two things, there's two things I want to bring up. You just reminded me. Um, there are seven seats. We only see six members of the Illuminati. I assume one was for Strange. The Dead Strange. Oh, yeah. maybe. I assume that too. Because like I, I also saw like people thinking like, oh, maybe that's the cut Tom Cruise cameo or a different cameo. I'm like, I think it's just the dead guy. I think it could I think it could be there for because Iron Man is classically part of the Illuminati. Like yeah. I think it could be implied that that was for an Iron Man. But maybe not the Tom Cruise one, but just like an Iron Man. Yeah. Um I gotta say, yeah. like, uh real quick, like the fact that we have an Illuminati and four of the original members from the comics are there. I like the fact they brought Black Bolt back. They, they, no, if they left the humans alone, no one would say a word. But no. they respect the characters and they respect what the characters are capable of. And Black Bolt is essential to the Illuminati. Even if this is just the only time the Illuminati ever show up, I don't think it is multiverse stuff. Uh, it's cool to see him show up on this version of it because, like, he is a cool character. Like, again, every character can be important. I think, um, speaking on the point that it's not the only time we're going to see, I think our strange is going to build an Illuminati on, on the MC Earth. Absolutely, 100%. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, I don't know how you guys fall on this, but I think Krasinski looks very good as Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, so I don't want him as Mr. Fantastic. Um, he looks really good. He, he, he embodies the look of Mr. Fantastic. I don't think uh, his performance was as arrogant as, as condescending. It kind of just felt like John Krasinski talking to us a little bit. Um, that's also just like maybe he just filmed the cameo really quickly, right? So... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, he doesn't really get a lot to do. He doesn't get a lot to do, right? It's like it's like a cam a, a very quick cameo thing showing up. So like, he's not my first choice. If he is Mister Fantastic, like I'm not gonna hate it. I'll absolutely am not gonna hate it. Sparks and I were talking that, uh, yeah, I, that like I think that like this could be, this could be like them being like, okay, we did the John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic. Yeah, it's, um, it can go either way. Like it's we'll do something else now. The other thing is, I also kind of would like this be like. Oh, they go to MCU and Mr. Fantastic is there and he's got and he's got Franklin uh and and uh, Malaria. Um and so like we've we because I want the whole family unit in the MCU, I don't want yeah. them to just do another origin. So uh great line from Doctor Strange says, Didn't you guys get jettisoned in the sixties? Uh uh, that's not what he says. That's not what he says. It, no. What what he says, so what happens is because I listen to it too, Brandon, um, <laughs> is that uh he says, Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. And Strange says, didn't you guys chart in the 60s? Chart. So the thing is, that can be read. Let him talk. No, no. He does say Fantastic Four, though. I didn't yeah. I didn't dispute that. No, because that was one of my things on my bingo card. I couldn't hear when I was watching the movie is that they say the words Fantastic Four. Yes, they do oh, say you're the words Fantastic Four. All right, cool. Sweet. I got another point then. So he says, uh, didn't you guys chart in the 60s? Here's the thing. That can be a joke, like yeah. the Fantastic Four sounds like the Jackson Five. Sure. Oh, or yeah, okay, did okay, they okay. chart space in the sixties? It can go either way. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I thought the same thing the first time I heard it, and then I saw how it was played. Because Reed like gives him a smirk. 
Also, like, every time a character is introduced, he makes a joke about their names and stuff. So yeah. exactly. So I'm okay. like, this could go either way. It could be a reference to them charting space in the '60s, or it could be him making a joke about them being like them sounding like a band. That's because a good remember, Fantastic Four. Strange is really into music. As, Beyonce as established in the first film, uh, <laughs> because like he does the thing. He does the thing in the first film when he's operating, and he like they get tests on on old music, and they and he like knows everything about them. And good point, Brandon. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I think right. I, but I think they left the room that you could interpret that two ways. I love it. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, real quick, like uh, Fantastic Four and X Men. X Men is number one, but like we've had ten years of ten years. We've had almost fifteen years of MCU at this point, and my favorite characters have not shown up except Iron Man. I got lucky with Iron Man, right? But everyone mm -hmm. else, everyone else is is tertiary Marvel. Like the real like. X-Men and Fantastic Four are like Marvel's first family and Marvel's most successful uh, uh, IP. Uh, we got confirmation. They didn't say the word mutant, but we got confirmation that Charles Xavier is in the MCU. That means X-Men are in the MCU. That's, for me, it's really special. Right. Uh, we saw Mr. Fantastic. This is not the guy I want him to play. I think he's great, but like they said Baxter Building. They talked about the kids. Mr. Fantastic is part of the MCU now. My future is so happy. I am so happy, y'all. Like, I can't believe because like people are like, where are they gonna go next? I'm like, you guys don't read enough comics then. Like, we have we have we have an infinite amount of stuff to go to. And the thing, and the thing that, is that Fantastic Four movie is on the horizon. Yeah, it's on the horizon. So. Uh, and the thing that made me pop, guys, more than anything else in this entire movie, is they said the word incursions. Right. Secret Wars. Inc they trademarked Secret Wars last year. Jim Shooter said they came to me trying to buy Secret Wars license from me. Incursions is the thing from Jonathan Hickman's Avengers run. It's from Secret Wars, his five-year Avengers run buildup. Um, that's 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 what we're leading to. The stuff with Loki, Loki, the stuff with Kang. Uh, that's all. That's all fine and Danny. He's going to be our big bat for now. But Secret Wars is is the thing we are slowly building to. That is our end goal. And like it, the fact that like, oh guys, I love that. I love Secret Wars so much. And like the just the even the thought of them of like doing that something like that in the next ten years, I can't believe it. That's the Kang, thing. Kang could incite this version of Secret Wars like he did well, in Kang, Lego Marvel superheroes. Kang has opened the path because Kang is yeah. the one who set the MCU free into the multiverse. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I've been thinking about this literally nonstop. Not, not even so much Doctor Strange, just the future. Because so many people are like, I don't know what they're going to do next. And I'm like, this movie has opened the doors for literally so much stuff. They've opened the doors for Young Avengers. They opened the doors for the Secret War stuff. They opened the doors for for so much more magic stuff. Uh, the Clea stuff. Uh, the Dark Dimension stuff. Uh the the possibilities are endless and i'm just so excited this movie this movie did so much more than i think people really realize yeah. um for the future and well, for good or bad but like they said the word incursions and you don't throw that that's not a word you normally use in, in just random like that is a they talked about they talked about secret wars and that is so exciting i i can't fathom the future i'm so happy yeah i think on on the surface it is definitely like because incursions is the term for when multi when universes crash together. Yeah. Like and that's that's what happened. So yeah. I think on the surface you can definitely be like, yeah, that's what but on like the, the macro level, it it is one of those things where I'm like, oh, it's yeah. event, the, the next event movie, the next Avengers movie is Secret Wars. No, honestly, the way I see it is it's it's Secret Wars is bigger than that. I think the next Avengers movie is Kang. All the stuff with Kang, it's gonna be Kang is gonna be like basically Avengers Forever, where it's a big multiversal thing. But then after that is when is when the collisions start happening, when the multiverse starts just getting destroyed and they start getting smaller and building that Secret Wars. Uh, I think Kang, I think Kang and Secret Wars are separate, but I think Kang is on Kang is on the road to Secret Wars. I still can't believe I got to see Charles Xavier on Titan. 
yeah. looking kind of silly in that green screen. <laughs> he does like... look, but he, it looks kind of silly on that chair too. It's yeah. very um, big. The uh, the the mind battle between Xavier and Wanda, uh, where Patrick Stewart came in on a reshoot and get his neck snapped. <laughs> oh baby, I love that scene when when he walks through and he's just like Wanda Maximoff. You've been possessed by your alternate self, and like this ninety year old man tries to pull this girl out of the rubble. Y'all, um, y'all, y'all, real quick. If Charles Xavier exists in this world and the Scarlet Witch exists in this world, is she Magneto's daughter? Well, so that was the whole thing is I kind of wish that they'd done the moment where Patrick would acknowledge Wanda as like knowing her uh, yeah. because mm-hmm. of Eric, but they didn't do that. I thought they were going to do like, like, yeah, I know you in my world. Yeah, I kind, I kind of thought that would have been cool to acknowledge like here she is Eric's daughter. I have a theory. It's a mutant theory. Um, just run with me because I've just been thinking about it all week. Uh, X-Men are eventually going to show up in the Marvel Universe, eventually, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think Wanda I think Wanda is going to be a mutant because she had powers when she was a child that sparked and then the Infinity Stones brought them out and they, they didn't, they classified it as, as enhanced or whatever, but right? I think they're going to retcon it eventually when, like, no you were a mutant all along and your powers just didn't manifest yet. I think, I think that's the future and I think that's exciting. That's just me though. Right, but would that would that I mean, she has she's she was a mutant and she had chaos magic in the comics like yeah. it was it was two separate things so yeah that could work yeah yeah like she yeah she was a magician and a mutant like those are those were separate yeah yeah so um, like th- i just think that's a cool thing that'll eventually i think will happen to make people happy i want to spotlight um the moment when wanda kills peggy i think elizabeth olsen's just doing a really good job because there's the shot after she falls to the ground where wanda has a look on her face like my is this too far yeah <laughs> This might be too far. I think I'm not happy with this. But then um, Lashana Lynch's Captain Marvel comes after her before she can really finish that thought. God, those deaths. I think about those deaths all the time. Like those that, those were brutal and I loved it. I, I, I truly cannot believe that the first time I saw Reed Richards, he gets spaghetti, spaghetti-oed. <laughs> right? It's, it's so, like, again, Marvel, like, like that does something to the brain of Fantastic Four in a in a tiny way, in a weird fun way. We're like, man, they just killed the Fantastic Four. That's really that's really crazy. I love it. Um, the uh, Xavier death is like when she comes out of the smoke and she's all demonized. That's honestly like I jumped. Like that's like, pretty scary. That's like straight yeah. out of Dragon Me to Hell right there. Oh, yeah. I hated that in the fact of how <laughs> terrifying she looked. Yeah, sure. I, was, I was hoping that that was like when you see her and she is all like disgusting and and corrupted looking. I was kind of hoping we she, that would be like her final form. Like once we get to the closer to the end of the movie, this is like the dark hold completely corrupted her, and she is ready to like let loose and go hog wild. Yeah, I do wish again. I do wish there was more of like the dark hold taking hold of her because she's doing some really heinous shit in this movie. But but I I really enjoy watching it. I want to shout uh, out uh ross marquand uh you get that marvel check boy i'm so proud of you i definitely assumed it was going to be uh james spader but i forgot that ross did it for ultron and what if yeah uh so no. like i because i definitely heard spader's voice or, or ross's voice and i'm like man they, they didn't have to get the because it's all it's like off screen you barely hear it but like mm-hmm. it's there yeah uh and he's in the credits as ultron and i'm like yeah good job buddy i'm okay. happy for you hell yeah doesn't have to do a lot. Gets paid a bunch of money. Hell yeah! Get that check, James Bader turned down. Uh, we're going long. Let's talk about let's talk about the, the the third act. Let's talk about how cool Zombie Strange is with his cape of ghosts. Well, we uh, didn't talk, talk about, about the music the song battle. battle. Sorry, it's sorry. The song battle is incredible. Fantasia WWE. 
Well, like everything leading up to it, also like when they're when they're in the 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 space between, and then Wanda uses the abilities to send her to send Strange and Christine, and then is able to to like push her through the thing. It's so Good cool that they get to the Book of Vashanti and Wanda immediately destroys it. And yeah. it's not yeah. the way we're going to resolve this movie. I'm so happy. It was so um, good. And the, 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 the music battle between evil Doctor Strange and our Doctor Strange is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. it. The last time we've had a music battle, I think, was Scott Pilgrim, like, 11 years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, it's like, because Strange, like, throws the evil dead music at, at, uh, at, at evil Strange, and then evil Strange makes the, makes the strings to, to connect all the things and then throws it back. Oh, man. Dude, I was just like... like Yes. They're throwing like Flight of the Bumblebee, like Beethoven at each other. Uh I I see again, I see people online. I'm like, I just don't know how what movies you guys enjoy. They're like, they're just throwing random notes of music. Like it doesn't sound like anything. I'm like, they're playing literal music. Like, what are you guys listening to? This Flight of the Bumblebee was and that's, playing. And that's the score of the scene is yeah. that battle. It's uh, so, and so it's so wicked. It's so brilliant. I love it so much. Oh, I um, lied. Legion. Legion has an excellent scene where uh, Jermaine Clements does a weird thing with musical notes. Mm, yeah. God, Legion. Legion does some of that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Legion has a really great second second uh, season ending battle. Um, Ryan hasn't seen it. Not yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so the 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 zombie strange um when he's just like you have to protect me from what the souls of the damned oh beautiful i do like the second like his hand comes out and the guitar licks are gone and i'm like i i I can't believe i'm watching this movie i wanted to like look at the audience going am i seeing this (laughs) uh uh are you guys ready for another iron man 3 comparison Um, yeah yeah dr strange when he's uh being overwhelmed by the souls and she's like you're the master of the mystic arts. Use them. Mm. A lot like the kids saying, you're a mechanic. Why don't you just build something? Yeah. yeah. Um, we got that same energy. And he's like, you're right. It just takes just like, doo, doo, doo. And like creates, creates a cloak of the souls of the dam that just is so good. The CGI in this movie is incredible. There it are is. some beautifully disgusting solid pieces of like there's monsters that are that are so unique uh and they feel the weight of them they feel really great i love it hmm? so that scene that that doctor strange that evil yeah. zombies trainer right there that's something straight out of doom it's incredible it is it is some of the some of the coolest visuals I've ever seen in a superhero movie. Like this is the shit that is reserved for horror movies. Like you'll have to do more to kill me than to kill me. That is one of my favorite lines of all time. I'm not like, I cannot, I chuckled so hard. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe this movie. <laughs> he winks uh, at the camera. He winks at the camera. Yeah. Old, like just when, 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 because I caught onto it like uh, earlier when he's just like, you know, okay. Can't, can't you only possess living? You're you living in the other dimensions. Like, who says it has to be living? Um, and that's what I. That's like zombie strange. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's, whole, there's Kathan temple demons. They look pretty cool. They look when, really uh, great. When Wong gets up and he sees zombie strange, he goes, "I don't even want to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know." <laughs> I really liked that the uh, part. I really like that the part where Wong is shouting "strange" was a uh, joyful thing because the trailer certainly makes you think it's not. Mm-hmm. the way yeah. that they cut it into the trailer and i was like oh dang that's awesome i'm glad mm-hmm. that they didn't kill wong i was definitely nervous for a second yeah oh, i got that right wong remains i know this is a little later but wong remains sorcerer supreme 
I like that. Uh, there. Oh, there's a nice little like through line of asking like, uh, uh, like Doctor Strange gets asked for the are bow. You, are you happy? Oh yeah, they have the oh, bow yeah, thing. Yeah. But I'm talking about like uh, the through line of like, are you happy? Uh, and that's like a through line thing. And then at the end, he asks Wong, like Wong, are you happy with the life that you have here? And he's like, you know, I think about the other worlds that I could be happier. But then I'm just like, I'm content with what I, with what I have here. And I'm like. That's a good South Park uh, uh, moral of the story, Wong. I like it. Be happy with what you got here, Wanda. Don't kill people. <laughs> well, I've also going back to like Doctor, going back to Professor Xavier. Like, there's a thing where he's talking about Strange, and he says, you know, uh, just because they slump, they stumble, doesn't mean they can't find their way back or whatever. That's from X Men. Uh, These are future past. And I think that's a really good moment to give to Strange because he can then later. Should the set up something, bring that to Wanda. Yeah. You know, obviously Wanda has killed many people. But like there is, in Xavier's mind, what he wants to pass on to Strange is that everyone can be redeemed. Yeah. I just like I, that. And I fully believe, again, like I don't, this is not the the beginning or end of Wanda's vision. We are going through Wanda's vision. It's just unfortunate this is like, she she had to, she, she killed herself to 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 stop the bad boy. I I a hundred percent. I really truly believe the next time we see her will be in something Children's Crusade related. Whether the X Men yeah. or Doctor Doom are even there, I think those kids they're gonna wait a couple years. Those kids are gonna be a little bit older. Why America Chavez is thirteen? Uh, she's younger than the actress who plays her. Like the actress is sixteen, right? Those 15. kids are fifteen. Oh, it's fifteen still... at the time they filmed. Sixteen currently. Okay, so she's sixteen. Okay, uh, those kids are around the same age. Uh, instead of making uh, America older, they made her younger. So those kids are around the same age. So all that Young Avengers stuff is coming closer and closer. Um, well, I, I told I, I told Zara this, but like the only member of the classic Young Avengers that they've that they haven't cast is Hulkling. Yeah, America Chavez is in the second generation, but the entire lineup of the classic Young Avengers are on, uh, except for Hulkling, are yeah. on the MCU right now. Yeah, um, and eventually I know Iron Lad will probably show up because they they want to one tie in the Kang, two tie in into anything Iron Man related that they probably can. Yeah, um, they, which will be really really fun to see too, man. Like again, like I, I I love this movie so much, but again, this is like a like an Age of Ultron where you're like, oh my god, they're setting up like so much cool stuff that like the possibilities are endless. And I'm like, I'm I think that's really the excited. only I think that is the only way that it's like Age of Ultron because other than that, I do think this is a standalone film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think that it does it ha it has introduced plot threads in a way that you know any sequel would yeah. that could be picked up later on down the line. But for the most part, this film is very much like we got the beginning, we got an arc, we got the end, and we're done. Yeah, uh, it's mostly uh, like a lot of the setup is is there's a lot of exposition in in the Illuminati scene, and I don't mind it. Like that is it is like the one place where it's really hardcore. Uh, but like it's it's so this movie is so run and gun and so it's so brutal at times. I'm just like. Uh, any any of the flaws I see, I just like. I really like. I just. I. I. This is like a movie. Like I'm not. I, it's not. I'm not even thinking about it as an MCU movie. And I know that's stupid for the podcast that we do. But I just no, had such no. a good time watching a Sam Raimi movie. Like right. it's. I, I love it so much as a horror, like a fun horror, spooky movie. Let's talk about Pizza Papa. <sighs> he always I really... gets his dough. He always. Gets <laughs> Pizza Papa always gets always gets his dough. Pizza balls look pretty good. Ugh. They do, don't they? Um, when, he's making he, balls. when he um, is like, uh, don't worry, the spell will wear off soon. How long? Three weeks. The <laughs> end credit scene is so good. It's One of my done. favorite. It's over. Uh, definitely. I'm glad everyone in our theater wasn't mad about it. They they Me all too. had a good time. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we we you you brought it up, Ryan, but we haven't actually talked about Clea. 
Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. Well, first of all, let's talk about the end end of the movie where Doctor where it's an evil. It's it's the end to Evil Dead where Ash gets taken over by the Evil Dead. Yeah, Doctor Strange. He partook a little too much in the Devil's Lettuce of the Darkhold, so he develops a third eye, and that's the cliffhanger. But then we cut to another scene where he's walking down oh. the street again. <laughs> also, I really like that we don't have the typical MCU finale to our to our battle. The way America puts Wanda in the room with yeah. the other Wanda and the boys. And oh, it's so, oh, terrified of her. And she says, uh, I would never hurt you. I would never hurt anyone. I'm not a monster. That's I'm so Oops. glad you brought that up. Because that's like one of the best scenes in the movie and we didn't talk about it. Like her her acting against herself is so good and like it, it might have taken her more than like a couple dozen bodies to realize the things that she's doing. But like her seeing her scared kids is so impactful. And like her realizing like oh Oops, I did an oopsie. And then yeah. the 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 good Wanda being like, I, I understand what you're doing. No, they will be loved. That's all you need to say. It's so it's so beautiful, it's so simple, uh, well acted. Yeah. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen is so good in this movie. There, I, honestly, the whole cast is I think is really great in this movie. I think yeah, they like, really have a lot of fun and it helps them shine. All of them know what movie they're in. They're all making a fun, like cheeky, but like still like grounded at times, like emotional, like horror, like horror movie. Uh like this is, they're allowed to be spooky but also be emotional. I wanted this movie to be weird. It's weird. It's got some it's got great visuals. It has some of the best CGI in the MCU. Um people turn into paint. There, the, the, that scene where you see the living tribunal in a world where everyone's paint. Oh man, that's awesome. There's an eyeball that comes out of a monster. Brilliant. Like yeah, yeah. this whole movie, like I, I cannot say enough about how much I truly loved this movie. Yeah. If I, I, it is unfortunate with like, with, like there is a divide with some Wanda stuff. Uh, and again, I don't think, I think if you like took away her being the villain and gave like, Oh, she was possessed. I think that would like take away a lot of the, of the movie's bite. Uh, so I, I am happy. This is the way the movie went. Uh, uh, unfortunately for, for Wanda herself. Um, this isn't the end of her arc. Like she will come back. She will come back stronger than ever. Uh, oh, real quick, real quick. Uh, last thing I'll talk about uh, before the end stuff, or I guess we're done on the, uh, the accent because at the beginning of the movie, I was confused. And then I realized when she's being, when she's being herself, she has the the Sokovian accent when she's putting on a performance. She has the American accent because she was mm -hmm. flipping in and out of the accent. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I realized when she's getting really emotional and real, the accent, the real accent comes out. And I was like, that's good shit. Good shit. Yeah. I like it. It's real. It's so nice. I, I don't want to dig at this too much because I, I but it is nice to see uh, like a, a seasoned filmmaker come back into the MCU and do something like this yeah. and is able to make the kind of movie that he wanted to make because you know that's how the MCU started and they got away from that um, to varying degrees of success mind you I think we've, like, we've gotten certainly better like you know like I think No Way Home while being still kind of in the Marvel thing is an incredible movie I think yeah. that movie's really good like uh, uh, Ragnarok's great the, the 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 Guardian stuff is good um Besides Black Widow, like I think, I think we're we're in a good spot. It's the TV shows we're really worrying about. Right it's now. Just, no, but it's, it would just be nice if we got more of these people because, like, we had in the beginning, we had Joe Johnston and Kenneth yeah. Branagh. Like these are like these are filmmakers who have been yeah. doing this for a long time. And then now I got Sam Raimi. Same thing. Um, so like I would, I would hope that kind of going forward we get more of this kind of director coming in. I'm not saying I want Michael Bay to come in to do it, like yeah, for yeah. example, but like. You know, maybe Kenneth Branagh gets another shot. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe we get someone who's seasoned again to kind of put, kind of direct this movie and make it something that will be special. 
like when 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 you ha- they have when you have things like Ragnarok and this movie come out and they show like you can make you can make these types of movies and still be the director you want to be. Like Sam Raimi has talked explicitly. I've his interviews are so delightful. He's talked in so many interviews how like Marvel was really free reign on they, what they want what they let me do. They said these are the plot elements you need to put in the movie. Besides that, do what you want. And I fully believe that. And I feels yeah. it feels like again, except for some like Black Widow, but that's a different story with that character. Uh, freedom is coming coming back, and like they're just allowed to make the movies they want, and it. I'm so excited for for Love and Thunder. If this is I God, if they get Sam Raimi for a for a second Doctor Strange movie, it's that's going to be like the greatest thing ever made, like for real. Because like I really Love and, hope Love and Thunder looks so good. I really hope I really hope Sam Raimi comes back for a third Doctor Strange. Um, but Clea, I think it's I think it's a, a a poorly shot scene, but like I love love Charlize Theron. That is such good casting. Unfortunately, she won't be Emma Frost now, but. Clea's really cool. What a fun character. Uh, I was really surprised. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't expect it on my bingo card. I expected it to be like a passing, like, like oh, I dated a woman named Clea once or something. Uh, that's why Sam Remy has to come back. Because he he set up the evil Doctor Strange with the third eye, and he set up Clea. I, it's going to be so fun for another director to come in and just work off that final shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just, it was such an interesting bit because, like, you know, you used to get that a lot, a lot in like early comic book movies that like um, a famous actor would come in and play some famous character. And like we saw that in like Sonic the Hedgehog, too. Like that used to just kind of be how it would happen if you wanted a franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, you would tease with a famous actor. And then like that kind of felt like this where it's like it's not just some random girl shows up. It's Charlie Theron. Yeah. Uh, that's an act. That's a that's a famous actor. Honestly, I know it's too early for X-Men, but like the rumors were she was being courted for a Marvel role recently or like. It, relatively recently you know the movie's out now um so i was like god if emma frost would be so perfect but like clea is a fun you know one movie potentially one movie character that you know they will be really fun bring back god, they gotta bring back sam they gotta um it is his favorite marvel character hopefully he'll be back yeah um anything else you want to add or should we because i could talk about this movie for all night but like, i know i could i could too but it's it's late um i i really enjoyed it like I would much rather have a, a a vision that's that's has problems than than a four quadrant movie that serves everyone. That's kind of okay. Uh, and for me, this movie, like again, I got I got a new Sam Raimi movie. Not just that, I got a expensive new Sam Raimi movie um, with characters I love. Like I, I, I'm so happy with this movie. Who'd you rate it? I still think no. I th- still think Spider Man's a better movie. So I'm gonna give it a nine point five uh sparks yeah i'd say i'm i'm solidly in a nine range ben yeah i'm in a nine too hell yeah uh yeah i I really really love this movie um i wish i could talk about it all night i'm gonna give it a 10 i've listened to the Ringerverse podcast like there's i've listened to multiple like three hour long podcasts about this movie just because i love hearing people talk about it and i love hearing all the different opinions because like this is one of the few where i think like, everyone is right like the stuff of wanda is gross but i also think it's an incredible movie uh or like if you aren't so tied to the mcu uh it, it's it's not as important i know that sounds shitty to like talk about representation and like in women's health but you guys you guys want to talk about like random re- regular people going to see this movie i think you're gonna have a really really good time i just kind of look at it like I don't have any problems with this movie personally. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just like, yeah, it's great. It's one of my favorites. 10. I God, I cannot wait for the bloopers for this movie. It's going to be so fun. 
So I want to see what Sam Raimi threw at, at an actor. <laughs> so Max here, guys. Well, Max also gives it a nine. Cool. Yeah, um, good, 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 good movie. Should we get into a book club then? Real quick. Remember before Spider-Man came out and we were so worried and the movie was great. And then we were super worried about Doctor Strange and it ended up being great. I got to maybe, maybe we should, maybe we should not worry so much about Marvel. Sony, F those guys. But maybe Marvel is like, ah. Specifically Pascal. We cannot blame an entire company for one woman's psychoticness. No, that's true. That's true. Sorry, Kevin. I mean, as much as we like to crap on Sony for some of the Spider-Man films they have given us, um, In the Spider-Verse is still fantastic. That's still a 10 out of 10 film. Don't forget V2. Electric Venomaloo. All right, shall we book club? Let's do it. Sparks, take it away. Okay, so we're doing America Chavez, Made in the USA. It's written by Kalinda Vasquez and with art, lead art by Carlos Gomez. Um, And it's a little five-issue story about America Chavez. And uh, it's kind of doing some stuff to change that character's backstory. Um, How are you guys feeling? I think this is a perfectly fun, good uh per, like like light and breezy fun story um it is unfortunate uh i think if you don't know anything about the character it's not as, as important i do think the retcon is weird i think it's a weird choice uh we'll explain it more once we get into it um it, it just feels like completely weird and random and the thing they do with it it is incredibly 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 similar to the all-new wolverine plot where like wolverine has a family that's like that's cloned and like like an evil sister and all that stuff so it's like it's very similar to something I've read before. Um, I think the art's really nice. I really like the art. It's probably my favorite thing about it. Um, I thought it was good. I, I didn't. I didn't love it, but like I enjoyed reading it. Ben, I just pretty much echo a lot of what Ryan said. Um, the art is the standout for me, but also, I mean, I liked it. I, I don't hate it. To me, it was kind of it was kind of fine. And also, I didn't know that was a retcon until I went on to Twitter a few hours later, and I saw Ryan's like, "Yo, American Chavez fans, how'd that retcon go?" I'm like, "Oh." Yeah, because I, I I I heard about like quote unquote controversy um, about about it. So I, I haven't read this. I didn't read this book yet. Uh, uh, and, and some people aren't 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 as problematic. Don't think it's as problematic. Um, but that's that's fine too. I don't think it's problematic. Not problematic. So I don't mean problematic. I think it just like it takes away what's special about the character. I will say I like the art. Yeah. And other than that, I actually actively disliked this one. Oh, okay. um because i think it is a it is a fine story that that for me falls completely apart because its only purpose for existing is to deliver this retcon because there's a thing where it's like there's a lot there's a lot of pages where it's like the it's 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 flashbacks mixed with like normal things and i don't quite think they're spaced out as well as they should be um there's a lot of like we need to make this care. It's at the end of the day, it's everything you thought you knew was wrong. Yeah. Uh, like that already. I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that story plot. I don't like the story device. And then also harp on the fact that like, not only do they wreck on her origin completely, but it, it then becomes like, they've also depowered her because now she's sick. Yeah. Um, and so like, you kind of just take away the fun of a comic book. I will honestly. say, uh, 
the 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 one positive I do like about this, and that is the one thing that the most that the fans do agree, they gave her a a Earth family that she didn't have before, and I think all that stuff is really nice. Um, mm-hmm. Grounding her to Earth and having her like have like a connection that's not a bunch of superheroes. Uh, I think that's really great. It is. She already was kind of a Superman like uh uh what's the word like uh, allegory like superman comparison like she was you know uh a uh, beautiful planet gets destroyed her parents send her to a new world she's super strong like that kind of thing right uh so they made it double down by giving her an, an earth family like like the kents i have no problem with that um i'm sorry sparks this is your book club i want to hear what you say no 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 it's fine um i i i think that the best parts of the book are the stuff about the santanas yeah i really um like just fleshing out like her her kind of um the, the reason and the way that she's pushed them away and out of her life and how that evolved over time, I think is all very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I agree. yeah, I think that's all. And, and the art, I think the art is, is fantastic throughout. Um, but I think that the Santana stuff is, is the strongest part and the most like the worthwhile to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand why they were wanting to shake up America's origin because they wanted to revisit the mom's thing and kind of try and take it away from the kill your gaze trope that mm-hmm. it originally started in. But I don't know that this was the way to go about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you still kill them. Yes, but you, you've developed them more. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that was the intention is to leave not only development more on the table, but like an open-endedness to learning more about them because now they are people that you can familiarize with on earth. Yeah. It's, it's the aspect of that. Like, the utopian parallel was like it's like this perfect society uh and america had had the two moms and then like something happened to the society uh and and she got sent to earth through through a portal or whatever right um it's it's that all that is not real and it's all a white guy's scientific experiment and that's just where i'm just like why that is it's such a baffling choice she, I don't... and she she manifested the store this like fake story and then the way she figures out she figures it out is her her sister only exists to exposition dump. Yes. Um, which I found very frustrating because we don't really develop that character as a character. We just kind of have her just ex- exposit a lot. And then through her expo- expo- exposition, later in the book, America takes the serum and then we just kind of, like, we catch up at the end. We do the epilogue of what we've already seen and then we're like, oh yeah, you're right. You're right, sister. And I, I was like, the, it's like, that that feels really weird and forced. Like we just kind of like, all of a sudden we're like, okay, we need America to be on this, to be into the story. Now we need to, a way to say that this story is true. Mm-hmm. Right. And I kind of wish they didn't. Yeah. I, I, I do that. think, uh, uh, I always do enjoy when comics open in media res. So like she's fighting a bunch of like mole monsters with, uh, gosh, who is, who's this member Kate of the West Coast Avengers? Uh, Kate Bishop. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at her, sorry, her girlfriend's page, uh, who didn't remember her name, but yeah, like the opening re- in, in media res thing. Like she's part of the, uh, the West Coast Avengers. Like, like that's all fun. Uh, I always enjoy like good action, but like then it just leads into the sister stuff. And again, like I am so in love and familiar with Tom Taylor's all new X Men or all new Wolverine, where it's just a very similar plot about an evil sister uh, and clothing. And I was like, I think I think even oh. without this, like you've seen this before, and there's nothing new here as far as like the estranged sibling story. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's and, just nothing again, different about this character. And for me, it just kind of takes away the the fun of a comic book. Like it, it it'd be like taking away Superman's Kryptonian origins to me. Mm-hmm. Like we just kind of take away the thing that makes this a that makes this unique to the comics, you know? Yeah, um, I did think it was useful. I knew there was controversy around this. So I didn't know the specifics, but um, I I do think it's useful to do this. This is like current, very current 
America stuff. Um, this is what's going on with her mm-hmm. uh, right now. Um, I I find it like half a cool uh, look into America's character again, like through the Santana stuff. I think putting her fam her Earth family back in the forefront, wanting to put a more direct line to her as a parallel of a Puerto Rican uh, immigrant into the States is good. Um, but like the, the stuff that's not allowing it to do proper exploration past like that, that flashback moment when she does say, I, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to leave the family. I'm going to be a Chavez, not a Santana. And that we, we don't get like, that's all I want to mine. I just want to mine that relationship and her coming back to that world. Yeah, um, uh, I got the page here, and like uh, uh, having having like a uh, 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 a Latin writer uh, helps with this because like th- they they really go into like remember America, people who look like us, we have to keep our heads down, we have to play by the rules. Like right. bringing like real world stuff into this is really great, uh, and I think that's really cool. And they, it's only in like the flashbacks, and like it doesn't really carry over into the big superhero stuff, which like I guess that's fine. Like it doesn't you don't have to make everything political, but like you're diving into that stuff, and you don't really do anything with it. Right. I like, also um, don't. I. Sorry, I just don't like that they took that they depowered her to the point that she can't hop dimensions anymore. Yeah, that's the I don't and what's again, what's so funny is I they everyone assumed they were doing this because of the movie. And they yeah. don't. She is the same character. If anything, she's gonna be just like the comics she used to be, or she's like one of the most powerful characters in the universe. Uh oh, we didn't talk about that in a review, real quick. Uh, having America be like the multiversal hopper, she is going to be super vital to the next couple years. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. of stuff, I think. I think that's and now she and now she can control it. Oh, well, it makes you it makes you wonder, right? Like, did this get written when they caught when like her initial way she was going to appear when she was going to be an important plot point in No Way Home? Was it going to be different? Mm. And then they ran with this, and then things changed. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just like half of it is good and half of it isn't. The art's great throughout. I do like the parallel pages of. Uh, the star in the flashback when she loses her sister. Oh, and sure. Then, and then when yes. her sister falls through, I think those are both awesome pages. They are. Here's the thing. I I agree. I think that art on those pages is beautiful. The second where Catalina falls through the, the hole, it doesn't make sense. If you look at the previous page, the paneling and Thank how you. it... No, yeah, it's terrible. There is no... no there was no instance of showing her fall through the portal, and then the next page she's falling through the portal. It's I thought even, I missed something. No, it's, it's not it's, even. It's not even the only like section where something like that happens. Yeah, it's it's. I I don't know if it's like just like rush scripting or something, but like the art's great, but like it, there's like a missing page. There's a world where you can make the story a lot more emotionally res, re- resonant, but like I do think like this feels like it was rushed. It was it was a rush job to get this retcon out, and I do. And think, I don't like, understand why that would be necessarily the case. Yeah, and and I do think again like. I'm fine with a retcon is like, if, if you make it cool and interesting, it's like taking away, uh, yes, like the killing of gay things, like I 100% agree with that, but like taking it away that like her superhero moms from this alternate universe were just actually a scientist for, like working for this white guy. And also America isn't the only superpowered character. There's dozens of these little starlings. Like that takes away all of what makes her- Can special. they all dimension hop? Yes, not to mention, but you see them all punching. You see them at a point when the starlings are all punching the guy, and they all have like blue stuff coming out of their hands. Yeah, so they're like, so uh, she's not. If you're going, so so if they can, so so can they? So the question that I have, like, can they dimension hop? And if not, why is America the only one who can? Yeah. Um, because they now you open yourself up to that criticism of like, okay, well you didn't, and then they take away her dimension hop in the hope that we'll just forget about it. It's very interesting. Um, 
I'm curious because I'm not sure what's happening with her directly in the comics. This comic came out, I believe, last year. Um, I, I I don't know what book she's currently in. I'd be curious to see. I don't know that she is in a book right now. She might be in, like I don't know if she's in some side team book. I just don't know about because I think West Coast Avengers is no longer happening. Yeah, I think she her last appearance might have been in Champions, but not as like a regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she wouldn't be a champion. Right. She was on the Ultimates. She was great on the Ultimates. Al Ewing's the Ultimates. Yeah. Abs- oh, yeah. That is probably the last time she was hella great. Yeah. She even yeah. says in here, she's like, you know, I've been a Young Avenger, a West Coast Avenger, or even an Ultimate. I'm like, yeah, girl, yeah. you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's briefly talk about You Are Not Alone uh, by Clarabella Ortega and Adriana Mello uh, from the Marvel Voices Comunidades special. This is um, this is a, 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 just a cute little story hanging out with a friend. Like, like sometimes, you know, asking for help is okay, America. Uh, yeah. This one was like a little more like like i mean it was less pages but it was just like a fun simple story of her hanging out with her homie amadeus yeah whose name is brawn i don't like it i'm sorry i don't like it <laughs> yeah that's the that's the super name he's not hulk anymore yeah mm-hmm. yeah i didn't know that till this read either yeah i don't like it i, mean, I was like i'm sure i was like oh cool totally fantastic hulk and then it's like what do you mean brawn yeah i was like so that was years ago my guy now I mean, I know, but I mean, after that run, he must have just been like, "I want to still be a Hulk, but not like a big Hulk. I just want to be like a normal Hulk, <laughs> normal, totally normal Hulk." <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it's a nice, just nice little uh, follow up. America kind of feeling like crap. You it is getting a, a pick me up of like you know, don't feel like you got to take it on alone. Yeah, it is a conti- a direct continuation because it's like it's talking all about Catalina and like I gotta go find her and all that stuff. Yes. And Anomades is like, yeah, family's in Yeah, that's the whole the whole mess and like mission statement of it is Bron, can you help me try and create a portal to find Catalina and it fails. Uh I also like the art in this. I, it's not the same person, but uh, no, uh no. It, it is it is still a very fun cartoon. Yeah. Um, um just a taste of America Chavez, maybe not the best taste, but certainly like one that's more representative of what's currently going on in the yeah. comics. Uh, so uh, just doing a little digging, uh, uh, unfortunately, Miss Chavez has had nothing but uh, uh, not loved runs because she's had a 12-issue miniseries uh, uh, years ago that people really don't like either. Uh, yeah. So I saw people rec- what, what book to read. This was like the de facto book, which unfortunately, like, it's kind of fine. This is what I was looking at too, is like uh, the solo runs for America are not so great. She She's only gotten great play when she's appearing as not the lead in yeah. a, other books, whether Which it's is a bummer. or someone else's. That's a bummer. Um, it is a bummer. It's uh, it's something where you kind of hope that that'll that'll change. But um, after uh, this movie, I I guarantee we'll get a number one eventually. There's there's only like two, maybe three America solo things. Yep. Um, and yeah, this this one is the the highest of praise. So like, it is what it is. Hell yeah! yeah. I'm still glad. Excuse me. I'm so glad you picked it. Like, I always, I always like reading characters that I'm not super familiar with because, like, I like having that knowledge. Yeah, and I like her as a character. Like, even yeah. like uh, with the the crap that's happening here that I don't care for. Like, her as a character, I still really enjoy. Especially like, I do think that the stuff ta- digging into her, her Earth family, and again, like dealing digging into that um, very analogous uh, lifestyle of her as a Puerto Rican. Uh, immigrant is worthwhile to dig into and then becoming a superhero and the family that's taken you in not super thrilled about that and their concept of family kind of clashing with yours Mm -hmm. um i think all that's very good it's something i wish that the story had mined more yeah i agree Mm -hmm. i'm trying to see if there's any more recent run than this and i I don't think there's a new a new series yet yeah not yet all right um 
bad. Anything else? Nope. Can't all be winners. So, it's all right. Ben, it's your book club next week. Do you know what it is? Not a clue. Cool. Hell yeah. All right. We'll find out later on Instagram. Um, next week, um, I think we decided earlier today we'll do unbe- Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Nick Cage. Yeah, barring, barring any issues, that's probably what it's going to be. Yeah. Cage. Um, so stay tuned for that. And the week after that, probably Top Gun is the week after that. What's the, what's the week after that? I forgot. If you guys don't want to review Top Gun, we don't have to. I'm going to see it, but we don't have to review it. I want to review it. Okay. I'm sure Ben wants to review it. He's super stoked. <laughs> I kind of do, actually. Yeah. I do uh, wish. I, I do wish we we live together or or live close to Sparks so we could see Top Gun because I know you haven't seen it yet. Still have not seen it. No, it's okay. Um, try to watch it before the new one. If you want to. <laughs> I mean, I, I intend to because I feel like I'm going to be a little bit confused if I try and go in as it is. Eh. Who knows? All right. Eh. Not I, my problem. I guarantee you. <laughs> not my problem. I, go I see the movie. I want to review it. They are going to I'll make give it. give a shit how you do it. Open that. If you haven't seen the first one, they'll give you all the information you need. It's been like 30, 40 years. Like, yeah. My favorite thing about going to see the first Downton Abbey movie was that in the beginning of the movie, there's just a recap of the show. That's really nice. The Marvel there's uh, Iceman, who's Val Kilmer, but then there's also another guy, and he's dead. And Miles Teller is mad about it. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, a verbal way to master talent next week. Stay tuned. Hell yeah. Uh, there is um, a couple of things. Hey, guys, I like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Um, Mag, you too. Stay thanks, safe. Thanks for stopping, staying so late with us, Mag. This was a this was a long one. Um, well, it's a really good movie. No, I I'm happy about it. I'm always happy. Um, again, like this video, subscribe to this channel, check out all sorts of things such as our Figures Watch series, which just wrapped up. Moon Knight. Well, we'll have wrapped up Moon Knight soon. Star Trek Picard and starting Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and soon Obi Wan Kenobi. So stay tuned for all that. Of course, we have Baseball Arcade, Baseball Arcade Pause Menu. Real quick, I'm nope. sorry. I, there's a there was a good joke that I liked in America Chavez. Um, uh, America punches a portal to drop Catalina somewhere, and she's like, "I'm going to drop you to the the lowest hells of Earth," and she drops her in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Sorry. Um, so Baseball Arcade, Baseball Arcade Pause Menu, Animation Station, and Fictor Book Club. Also shows you can find on this channel. Um, check them out. We have a Patreon. We have a T Public. I'm not going to do the mask thing anymore. Nobody's wearing masks anymore. Surprisingly, they should. yeah, they the, should. The, the people up here don't masks don't exist apparently. And I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> you're you're in a very conservative area. Oh, I can tell. The KKK are there. Oh, really? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a Patreon. We have a T Public. You can help us. You can support us there. Um, yeah. All sorts of stuff. Or you can find all the links to everything on our website at victorpodcast.com. Um, thank you to uh, everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches the live show. And thank you to everyone who watches the rewind um, later on. Thank you. Uh, we greatly appreciate all of that support. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci. Um, we love you. you. He did all the music you've heard tonight, all the music for all of our shows. Um, you can find him at Jeremy Volucci Keyboards as well as his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, on iTunes, Facebook, Suburban Proctologist Official, or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. I can find them right over there. Right over yonder. In, that, in the other room, right over there. You can find 
our uh, our good friend Mike Patola, who did three, who's done three of our logos. You can find him at Mike Patola on TikTok and Instagram. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, fakenerdguys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for Screen Rant, where I've written a number of articles. I write for Atomic Geekdom, again, a number of articles, including a Revisiting the Infinity Saga series um, that you can check out um, all the posts for. And I edit for kaijuramanmedia.com. Yeah. Ben. Screonk. Oh, my turn. Uh, you could find me ranting about retro video games at, or rambling about retro video games at Ben Magan 27 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Also, you can find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and GoToNintendo.com. And also, guys, my first published article in OSG is coming out next month, or this month, actually. I saw what it's going to look like in the magazine. So, woohoo. That's awesome. Woo-hoo-hoo. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Sparks. You can find me uh, in the multiverse of mad praise for Doctor Strange 2 <laughs> at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. Theaters can't get enough of Doctor Strange. <laughs> uh, you, could f- you could find me everywhere on the internet at DJ Tony Snark. You could find me playing a Mass Effect on Mass Effect Mondays over at Twitch uh, at DJ Tony Snark 616. And I have I put up my schedule that I'm gonna play a different game every day. That's not good. That's not that's not feasible for me, guys. I'm probably gonna play Mass Effect and Batman. So get ready for Mass Effect and Batman. Maybe some Elden Ring. DJ Tony Snark. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, and Pandora. Rate, review, review. Get us greatly appreciate it. Like this video. Subscribe to our channel. Until next time, we see us, guys. Uh, 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 it's over.